0: On this episode of This Is Game Boy, I wasn't kidding when I said pay. Well, welcome everyone to another This Is Game Boy episode... Nineteen. Really glad we put that in the notes. Um I'm beltic Gaming and with me I have Muela. Say hi. Hello. And we have a special guest with us, uh returning guest, uh Hero. Say hi to the crowd, Hero. Hi. So the last time we had Grun and Hero on podcast was for For Whom the Frog Bells Toll, right? Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. So, uh, we'll get into uh, all that a little bit later. But before we dive into the video game, I'm going to start with Hero. Hero, what have you been up to?
1: Oh, I just get thrown the ball here. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, um, the Tiny 10 just finished uh, a week before this recording. So, that's what I've been up to the last couple of weeks, just uh, practicing those games. And, and, you, uh, and you
0: won first place. Congratulations.
1: Yeah, super thanks. Uh, it was a solid list, that uh, Tiny 10-10, and I really fell in love with the Mega Man 4 run. Um, only been speedrunning Mega Man 2 for Tiny 10 Remix 1. I think 4 is a much better speedrun for the Game Boy. It's it's more solid gameplay and not that much, much. L- I don't know, me- glitches and sips and what's not. That uh, Mega Man Two is all about. Um, sure, the game can be a bit laggy, but if mm. you manage your your buster fine and, and enemy management and whatnot, it, it doesn't really have to be that much lag in the in the run. So yeah, I, I really I really enjoyed that Mega Man Four run the most out of those ten games.
0: Well, it it is a nice run too because it actually has some bulk to it. It's not like the normal Game Boy speed run that's. 15 minutes long like it actually has Content to it. So when you speed run it, it actually feels Like you're playing a game and not just you know half of one.
1: Yeah, the game controller is solid The music is fine. The graphics are yeah, it's Mega Man. It can't be bad And yeah, it's it's just a really great run and it's about 40 45 minutes when you
2: kind of know what to do. Yeah, like Mega Man 3, 4, and 5 for Game Boy are more in the lines of the NES speedruns where they, like, take at least 40 minutes uh, or something like that. Like, the, the time has been pushed down be uh, below uh, 40 for some of those games. But, like, it has a lot to do and, and people who like playing a little bit longer games than the normal uh, Game Boy 10-minute runs because most of them are, um, it, it's definitely a good... Uh, game to pick up, and it's not a hard one either, like, it's the second easiest Mega Man game on Game Boy, to be fair, so...
1: Yeah, every boss fight is free, more or less, you don't have to really worry about the boss fights at all. Uh, but yeah, besides Tiny Ten, the last couple of weeks, I've been playing Pokémon, as you too has done as well. Um, I know you have come further into the game than me, because I'm only a Gym 3 but I started a couple of days later than you guys on Pokémon. Thanks to Tiny Ten, um, I didn't really want to. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really want to enjoy a game while practicing for Tiny Ten. So I'm just I'm just locking myself down with that that list of games. Uh, and on the stream, I'm on game 229. In my uh, yeah, you passed you now, pass, Bel. Passed me, yeah. <laughs> uh, and now I'm playing Boxel 2, and we all love Boxel, right? <laughs>
0: Four-hour <laughs> game. I'm glad I'm done with it, but yeah, I, I haven't played any of them yet.
1: I can't believe how you finished that game in 19 hours, mode. That's that's so impressive, because I have 15 stages to go out of the 120 stages. And I'm at 37 hours at the moment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this one went pretty well. Like I think Boxel One took me 18 hours, so this one was a little bit longer. But I do have to redo Boxel One sometime because I don't have Sorry. the footage for that anymore. So and Hyper uh, Runner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that game, <laughs> I still think it doesn't exist. But yeah, that's that's probably gonna be one of the final games, Hyper Load Runner, because I, I really don't want to play it. Yeah, as
1: long as you're gonna play it someday, you don't have to, like, remove it from the list, just Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. say it. Yeah, 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 it's it's the last game, yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, as as for this morning, I actually streamed uh, the Alva's Legacy backer demo, the Kickstarter from uh, the Alva... Or, or, yeah, from from Elden Pixels, the creators of Alva's Awakening that came out two years ago. Uh, So, yeah, the, the backer... Demo is live. I don't know when this episode is going live.
2: Um, in two weeks, so that's, well, two weeks from this recording at least. That would be the 7th uh, of December, so by then the Kickstarter will already have ended.
1: Yeah, it's it's on the 5th of December, so it's 11 days from now. And they are about 75% into the requested amount. So I really, I really hope we see that game getting funded because Alva's legacy is looking promising as hell.
2: Yeah, it's. Um, a, I really enjoyed the demo or the the beta test, whatever you want to call it. Like it, um, it felt like going back to uh, Alva's uh, awakening, uh, but with better graphics and with new additions and things like that. So it just, yeah, it's, it, it's really, really well done. Just like the... Because uh, I did the beta testing on the original as well. And, and the version you got was pretty much already perfect. Um, there were a few things that needed uh, some changes. But yeah, they, they are really good at uh, before releasing a, a thing that people can test. To make sure that, that pretty much everything works. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. There were a few things that I've seen uh, not only in my playthrough, but in other ple- people's playthroughs, they're a little bit wonky, but uh, yeah, whatever, we'll we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah, Andy's, Andy did softlock the game as well, with one of the knights pushing him into a, a pit, and he couldn't get out at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> yay, softlocking!
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> love that soft locking swedes and they're
0: soft locking man, i'm <laughs> telling you <laughs>
1: yeah but that that's more or less my couple of weeks what i've been up to
2: sweet what about you mo <clears throat> so um i don't remember what i said last episode so i'm gonna pull that up real quick oh yeah, yeah I, I just came out of um of spooked months so i was not playing any game boy games back then um but i started up uh, again with portable pleasure first game i played was disney's mulan um, because it was in the tiny 10 i hadn't played it before um yeah it's a game that you can play i mean <laughs> i really can't say more about it it's it's yeah it works at least Did you play so. the hard mode no, I did not, oh, I just weak. played it on, on the... What's
1: the difference from uh, from easy and hard? <laughs> there's
0: more lag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: but yeah, it, it, it's... Nah, it, yeah, I don't know, it's it's not a good game, whatever. Uh, but the speed run is at least uh, somewhat fun, and definitely fun to see, so um, there's that at least. Um, after that, I went back to two games that got uh, chosen... Like months ago, that I wasn't able to beat, so uh, I went back to Darkman and Navy Seals. Uh, Surprisingly, both are from Ocean. Uh, I I have no recollection of that, but they're both Ocean games, and they are incredibly hard. um, Mostly because there's no continue. So once you lose all your lives, you have to restart the entire game. Um, Darkman, it's like a 30 minute game I would say, so um, having to restart that one when you're near the end is not that much fun. Um, and it's also a little wonky at some po- some points. Um, so, that yeah, it, it's not easy to beat that game. It took me like a lot of hours to get through it and to perfect the quote-unquote route you had to do. Um, it, it's a beat-em-up for anybody who hasn't played it yet. Kind of in the vein of Double Dragon, so it also has some platforming elements, but um, I feel like platforming in Double Dragon, even though it's still not great, works. In this one, however, any jump you have to do over a pit can spell doom for you, so there's a few jumps in the game that are absolutely ridiculous, um, and you will keep on losing your lives over and over again, so... Um, just like the movie yeah, <laughs> yeah the movie <laughs> is great the movie is great um, I like Darkman on Boy. I think it's a very cool beat em up but yeah that that platforming is, uh, is not so much fun uh, Navy Seals uh, plays more like an arcade game uh, one hit kills you uh, <laughs> it's so incredibly hard to play the game only has 5 stages I believe 4 or 5
0: five
2: yeah i think five indeed um you can play through like stage one stage two stage three stage four to your leisure um but you can only get stage five if you like go through all the levels um after that you can also train in that level it's like a practice mode so you can like check out how you have to go through the stage which i did um because it was definitely necessary um especially because the last stage is pretty much a maze. So, um, and that's that's very much fun. A maze when you can only get hit once, of <laughs> course. Um, but yeah, um, that's like a ten minute game. <laughs> it also oh. took me like four or five hours just to it's get so through hard. it because because you just keep on dying over and over and over and yeah. It, I also like
1: one-ups it, in the game. Or
2: uh, there are a few one-ups. Yeah, there, there's like. I would say five or six in the entire game you start with uh, three well can't call it lives three hits i would yeah. say um so yeah there that's the only way actually finding those is the only way to to get an extra life uh in Darkman you get extra lives if you uh get twenty thousand points i believe it is uh every twenty thousand points, so you can get like five near if you play through the entire game but yeah it's it's still incredibly hard nonetheless Um, it takes a lot of practice to get through that game the good thing about navy seals is there's like no rng or anything so once you know how to deal with certain rooms and uh, patterns of the enemies you get used to it Uh, but yeah i i would not recommend this game to the faint of heart because you're (laughs) just gonna die so many many times like stage one will take you Probably a minute to get through and you're like, "Huh, oh, this isn't that bad. And then you get to stage three and, and all, all hell breaks loose. So, yeah.
1: I know we uh, talked about this before. I don't think it was on a podcast. I think it was in, in your stream mode that uh, a friend of mine actually recommended Super Hunchback. Uh, <laughs> and I know that you guys don't really like that game. The same friend actually recommended Navy Seals as well. Uh, I have that completing box, but I haven't tried it out yet.
0: I didn't hate Navy Seals. It was just so hard. Like, it's a fun game. It's just Hmm. really hard. Super Hunchback. That game is just pure garbage. (laughs) So... (laughs) I did not have a good time playing that game. And the final level is such BS it's just a random rng mishmash and if you die you game over and you have to play the entire game again it's
2: stupid (laughs) those are always fun i know i haven't played it yet but i do like i was uh, collecting all the game boy pages out of the nintendo power magazines and they actually have an entire walkthrough for that game in nintendo power so (laughs) (laughs) that's like mm, it's hard yeah so that super
0: unfair too like you can't you can't stand still in the game because projectiles from behind you off the screen will just magically hit you. And you're just like, what the hell, what the hell just killed me? Oh, there's things that come from behind you that you just never know about because you can't see them. Gotcha. <laughs> Dumb game. Sounds, Sounds cool. like a great episode of
1: This is Game Boy coming out.
2: <laughs> yeah, once I, I actually somebody actually picks that game for me. I guess <laughs> I'm not gonna do it myself. That's for sure. <laughs> Um, But yeah, after that, um, I probably played one of the most boring Game Boy (laughs) games I've ever played in my life, uh, which is Road Rash. Everybody knows Road Rash from from the arcade and from from the Sega 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 systems. Sega. (laughs) Those are okay games. Like, I can't say anything bad about them. The Game Boy one is just pure agony, to be fair. Um, It is extremely extremely boring Um, what you have to do in that game is you have five tracks and each of those five you have to um, either come in first second third or fourth so it's already pretty um, lenient um, on how you are supposed to finish the race. Um, you get money for whatever place you rank at um, and then you can buy new bikes or if you get arrested, you have to pay a fine or if you crash too much, your bike gets wrecked and you have to uh, uh, pay for the repairs. But um, the entire thing about Road Trash is the actual fighting with the different uh, opponents, other racers. And in this game, it's like completely unnecessary. Like there's completely no point to it all it's not fun um you can maybe if you're lucky enough that another guy hits you with a bat while you are hitting him you can pick up the bat from them and you can like two shot everybody but again there's no point to it um the music is okay in like three (laughs) of the five stages but in the other two you really just want to shut the music off which is an option by the way you could do that um, there's also no sound effects for like the motorbikes which is also good because you would go <laughs> crazy if, if that would, <laughs> would be going on the entire time but yeah there was nothing difficult about this game it's literally just you press A and you're playing the game That that's literally all you're doing sometimes you have to take a turn okay sure but <laughs> there, there's nothing hard about it the only thing that gets hard is If the game is just throwing bullshit RNG at you that like a car is coming from one side of the road and the other side of the road while you are doing a turn and then you just cannot move away from them anymore so you crash. Um, I lost a, a race four times in total out of the 25 races so I had to redo it. But the rest of the time, I really was just sitting here holding A and trying not to fall asleep. Because it's, it's a very <laughs> hypnotizing thing to watch the track keep, keep coming at you. Um, so yeah, I cannot recommend that game at all. It's a, I don't even like racing games, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> no, this one is just not worth your time at all.
0: Just wait till you
2: have to play Days of Thunder. Yeah. If you there, thought I'm, Road Rage
0: was bad or Road Rash was bad.
2: Yeah, I can say the game is bad because like the controls work perfectly fine and, and the game itself works perfectly fine. But you just don't <laughs> do anything. You're just sitting there like, oh, do I have to press left or right now? Okay. <laughs> this is fun. So, yeah, that, yeah that's yeah, that's the
0: entire game. Cause I I watched you play Road Rash, because uh I, I'm very familiar with the Sega with the with the Sega Genesis version. I played the I played the Sega version. A lot, and mind you, I, I don't like Sega all that much. Um, so I was like, when I watched, you know, I was like, hit him with a chain. I don't have a chain. Okay. Hit him with a bat. I don't have a bat unless I steal it. Okay. Beat him off his bike. There's no reason to. I'm like, this isn't Road Rash. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's going on here? This is just a motorcycle game.
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty much is well, no, there's absolutely no point in anything in that game so it could have been just like f1 race or well, yeah f1 race which is actually a good racing game in my opinion uh where it was just you on your bike and you're trying to win or, yeah i don't know it's because it's, it's, that was the fun part about uh,
0: about uh about road rash was you, you hit him off the bike and you just watch him skid across the road. And you're like, Yeah. And then you have the cop after you, and you're just like, Oh, I got to get away from the cop. And you hurry up and like hit someone enough where they slow down. And the cop hits them and captures them. And. Like it, like mm-hmm. on the Genesis, it doesn't feel like a racing game. It's like a twisted metal game, but on, but on motorcycles, yeah. it just happens to be a finish line. Yeah. But uh, on the Game Boy version, it very much just looked like you were playing Excite Bike with with a with a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah.
2: and the cop is completely useless in the game as well. There's only one way he can ever arrest you, and that is if you happen to crash when he's like rng being put on the screen like <laughs> otherwise he will never ever ever catch i up wanted to you. you
0: to hit a cow so bad like i was just <laughs> like can you just like shift a little left to hit that cow
2: <laughs> yeah that's that's another thing about road Rash. like um stage one through four or track one through four whatever you want to call it, they only have like the cars um, like, you have one on, on your lane, one on the opposite lane, and then one that's coming, like, at a crossing. Um, but there's the the fifth level, which is Grass Valley, and then there's sometimes a cow in the middle of the road. <laughs> but, uh, Whatever. It's, uh, yeah, just check it out if you want to. But if you've played through each stage once, you've pretty much played the entire game. Because it's the same track, it just gets longer until you finish it, so... Okay. And if you want to see the credits, you just press select at the, at the title screen and then press select again, and there you have credits. That sounds like a good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, moving on from Road Thresh, uh Bangara actually picked another Bible for me, uh, which is an RPG that only came out in Japan, but it did get translated. Um, I'm probably going to do a light episode on that, so I'm, I'm not going to dive into it too much. But it's basically part of the Shin Megami Tensei universe, so um and it, it's a strategy rpg not something i like but um it's all right and it's super easy so it actually um, looks fun too so yeah yeah it's it yeah it's okay like <laughs> it's just very slow that's all i can say because it's a strategy <laughs> rpg um but yeah besides that besides game boy games um like hero sets we are all playing pokemon right now i'm playing the sword version um and I was just playing it before we started this recording. I'm at the final gym. Um, I don't know how much more things there are after that. Probably not a lot. Uh, but then it's post-game time where we're trying to fill that dex. And then I get bored after i finished half the dex probably. and never touch it again like always. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> Pokemon is a fun game. Like, it's also super easy. Like, ridiculously easy actually. Yeah um but yeah and then i had a very brilliant idea um so there's one more game i'm playing and i think i'm gonna be playing this for the next few months still um but i was like you know i really love metal gear solid it is one of the best franchises ever i think it's finally time to complete metal gear solid 5 and that was a mistake because that's gonna take me like 200 hours (laughs) So yeah, at this point, uh, story-wise, I'm halfway through the game. I'm in chapter two, as they call it. Uh, So I, I still have 20 actual missions to do. And then so much stuff to get all the trophies that it's it's gonna take forever. Oh, but because yeah, you, uh, you
1: really want to complete it, you you just don't want to finish it. You want to complete
2: it. I want to complete it. Yeah, And with completing, I mean getting all the achievements um, because you can't take it a step further even and get like nothing but S plus plus rank. Oh, people yep. in in your uh, in your base and things like that. That I'm not gonna do because yeah. It's already long enough. Um, but yeah, it's it's a weird game. Like, it's definitely my least favorite Metal Gear. Um, just because I do not like open world games. They They always are so off-putting to me. But it's pretty fun. And every time actually something Metal Gear Solid-like happens, I'm like completely... Uh, sucked back into the game
0: but yeah the rest is just refocused yeah yeah,
2: the rest is just like here do whatever um it's it's always the same go rescue this guy go shoot this guy um that's pretty much the entire game so those are side ops usually those are side ops yeah but also during the actual missions it's still the same pretty much my
0: my blind playthrough of metal gear five Took me sixty five hours, and I was I got thirty five percent of all the trophies. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, and I s ranked every mission.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That's so part of part of the just, That's process. just a glimpse of how much there is to that game. Like, yeah, there is so so much to that game, and honestly, like the game. A lot of people don't deem it has replay value. I would hundred percent argue otherwise because yeah.
2: There, yeah there's definitely. a lot of there's
0: like a lot of like subtleties with 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 your decisions mm-hmm. through the game. Like you're like, oh I'm just gonna do this, but and like something happens, but if you were to do something else, like something else would have happened and like you don't know that because if you're blind to the game, you know you don't know what happens
2: yeah and you can replay the missions to your liking even the story missions so like you can always try out something different uh, which is cool like there there are a lot of options that you can do which is pretty amazing that they could fit that all into this game but in the end you're just gonna do the same thing over and over again anyways because that's (laughs) it's your preferred way of dealing with things um but yeah you can do a lot of things but like one stupid example maybe like if you go into a camp or or a base you can like shut down the electricity by blowing up their their equipment and things like that yeah Yeah, so so that's something you will probably always do you will definitely be taking down their anti-radar equipment because then your helicopter can land closer um but you what you can also do, and I just found out that out because I was watching a video on how to find something. um instead of like blowing up their generators, you can literally just shoot the wires of the the electrical poles. Uh, yeah. And I was like, what you can actually do that in this game. So it's pretty cool what you can do, but
0: one of two of my favorite things to do in the game is hurry up and research my decoy because if you throw your decoy into a group of like three three enemies, it just stuns all three of them and <laughs> knocks them out. Like it's the best weapon in the game, basically. I don't even and, have that one yet. And then um, my other favorite is the cardboard box because when you're running, if you find a slope, you can dive into the cardboard box and sled ride down the hill. And yeah you go pretty damn fast too. It's pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, well, uh, the cardboard box is a staple in the series. So <laughs> they is. even make fun of it in, in the actual game. It's like, hmm, he wanted me to build this cardboard box for you. I have no <laughs> idea why. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> it's yeah. so good. I, I yeah.
0: love that the cardboard box stays in the series.
2: Like- mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, a great game, definitely. But yeah, the open world aspect of it is not for me. i rather play the other games but i'm having a lot of fun with it i have no idea how many hours i've been playing so far i'm going to say probably 60 for sure but there's still so much that i need to do yeah i i thought about going back and platinuming that game
0: as well i i do want to do another another replay of it so yeah
2: but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much all I've been playing. Um, Metal Gear I will be playing for the next <laughs> few months. So, uh, yeah. And what if, have what if you been up to, Belty?
0: Um A lot of WoW Classic. Uh, phase 2 is out, so the world PvP is out now. Um, so everyone's trying to get their all their titles. Sergeant, Grunt, whatever faction you may play. And then in two weeks, uh, Battlegrounds come out. So Warsong Gulch and all that. So getting prepared for all that. Uh, Pokemon Sword. I actually beat the game. Um, so I, I actually can have fun in the game now. Um, <laughs> but uh, I have like 180 Pokemon right now. I uh, still miss a handful of the exclusives. But uh, that's basically what I'm doing now is just completing the Pokedex at this point. Um, I played a game called Year Walk, which is a Swedish folklore horror game. Um. Basically about uh, time travel It's actually pretty cool So uh, It's really cheap on Steam I think it was like 5 bucks uh, Outside of that the Tiny Ten Like we've talked about uh, Mo and I com- commentated the Tiny Ten Yeah uh, So a little bit of that And I played Awa's Awakening So I played the OG Awa <laughs> Just because you all hyped it up so much And I, really, <laughs> and I wanted like I, I, I watched like Indy And you guys play it I'm just like yeah, it looks like another 8-bit, you know, video game, mm-hmm. just whatever. And I was like, ah, I'll grab it because I, I backed the legacy and I got the uh, Steam key for Always Awakening. And uh, I was like, all right, well, we'll try it out. And I was like, oh, this game is actually pretty damn fun. <laughs> like I didn't expect, I expected just like another like 8-bit NES, you know, clone essentially, but uh, it was actually a lot of fun. Outside of that, um, Death Stranding, I have that finally installed on the PS4. (laughs) So I'll be playing uh, Postal Man Walks Across the United States for 80 hours, probably. And then um, I actually pulled out uh, Gears of War 5 the other day, too, to get that installed onto the Xbox. So I'll be diving into that as well. Probably this next coming month since, you know, holiday season is the perfect time to do all that but uh, really, that's all I've really been up to. Just, I've been really busy at work, so I haven't really had a ton of time to play other other video games, so to speak. Yeah, it's hard to get, to find the time. Yeah, I mean, between real-life job, freelancing, retro projects, and stream and everything else, it's just it's it's too much going on. Yeah, definitely. <laughs>
1: Yeah, both me and my girlfriend talked about that like a couple of months ago. Cause I, I stream three three days each week, and she streams three days each week. So we actually only got one day off together. Uh, but what did we do before we streamed? What did we fill out those six evenings each week with? Was it just like casual gaming and and Netflix, or what? What what did we actually do? Because we, we've we've only been streaming for almost three years
0: now on schedule. Bef- well, for me, before streaming, I just played WoW. <laughs> like I would go to work, come home, play WoW, or I'd play uh, Diablo, or you know, I play I'd play a game basically, pretty much what I do now. But mm. now I actually have to like business
2: mind think about it. <laughs> at this yeah, point. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. same for me well not i was not playing warcraft but (laughs) i was just yeah just playing video games i guess either that or tv and tv is something i well actual tv i mean i don't i don't mean like watching a series or a movie like that i still do for sure but uh yeah before that i just watched tv i guess so See, i just watched netflix i just
0: finished a show called uh, end of the effing world since we have a pg uh, podcast uh very good show on Netflix i highly recommend it it's a british show apparently so um but yeah i mean yeah i i don't know gaming basically and honestly like stream like becoming a streamer and now getting paid as a streamer honestly makes a lot of the um fun in gaming just go away. <laughs> <Like it's, laughs> it just feels like so much more like a chore now cuz before I'm be like I'm going to hop on stream and play or like I'm just going to play this game off stream like no one will care and then now it's like well I get paid to stream now I have to like play a game online or like I have to do this or I have to do that or people expect this now and it's like mm-hmm. no. like what became a very fun hobby is now becoming a chore. <laughs> so <laughs> and and I stream
2: five days a week so yeah i only stream when i actually can so <laughs> if i can't well if i'm not home well whatever like i'm not gonna stay home to stream yeah um, no, I'm, I'm that, that's something that. i'll never do yeah
0: no that sounds dis- disgusting mm-hmm. um, but yeah it, it is a wonder like I, I can i can even think like pre wow days like pre wow like i actually went outside God forbid, and did stuff, you know. And then WoW came out, and then I played WoW, and still hung out with friends. And then streaming came a thing, and then it's like, oh, I I can stream and make new friends online. And yeah, here we are in twenty nineteen. <laughs> uh, it, it's weird how the whole progression happened, but uh, yeah, it's it's nuts. But anyway, game episode. We're going to be talking about Link's Awakening. Is it called the Switch remake, or is it 2019? Like, what do they...
2: I I just think it's called Link's Awakening. There's (laughs) There's nothing else about it. It's going to be so confusing.
0: Yeah, so we're going to talk about uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening for the Switch explicitly. So the remake, the 2019 remake. Uh, So stay tuned for that. everybody so uh links awakening 2019 remake september 20th 2019 was the release date uh is this grezzo
2: yep grezzo
0: japanese video game developer it was founded in december 2006 so i actually have no idea who this is but uh developed by (laughs) by grezzo um Apparently they did a lot with Square Enix. Oh, they did Ocarina of Time 3D, Four Swords Adventure Anniversary Edition. Oh, they actually yeah. did a lot of big games. Holy smokes.
2: Yeah, their their own creation, probably most well-known is Ever Oasis for uh, 3DS, which was a fun oh, game. Oh, yeah. That was a fun yeah, game. Yeah,
0: that was fun. I never played it.
2: I don't remember exactly what it was. Well, it was an RPG, but... Uh...
1: Yeah, I played it on release. It it was a fun it was a fun game, an uh, action RPG. It was it it was Zelda-ish, kinda. Uh, I'd recommend that game every any day.
0: Oh, they did Luigi's Mansion for the for, for the for the for, for the 3ds. Which is uh, not that a was good a fun version. Game. What? No, it's not. I I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> wow, yeah. they had a lot of they had a lot of lot of Nintendo published games as well yeah. too. Wow. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. All right. Big name, apparently. They don't have that <laughs> many games, new. but the games they they done they're pretty big. <laughs> so, uh, and then published by Nintendo. What a what a, what a bunch of clowns! <laughs> I hope they listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> and then composed by Rama Butcher. I'm so bad at Japanese names. Ryu Nagamatsu is that
2: it? Um. Ryu Nagamatsu. Is it Ryo maybe? Ryo Nagamatsu? <laughs> no, that would no, that, no yeah, Ryo, but yeah, I don't know.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. I, 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 I see, I I'm so bad at state. Japanese names. I'm terrible <laughs> with them.
0: Just yes, yeah. call been...
1: him Mr. R Nagamatsu. <laughs> then you don't have to say his first name.
0: Oh, that's that's good. <laughs> but he, but he's been with Nintendo since 2006, and he's a music composer for him. His first game he ever, ever composed for was Wii Play. So if you remember that with the, with, the, with the Nintendo Wii. And then the last game he did, or this latest game he did, was for Link's Awakening. But uh, he's done a lot of big, big uh, name franchises as well, Mario and Zelda. He did uh, Mario Galaxy 2, the Brawl series, uh, a Link Between Worlds, Triforce Heroes, which I actually really enjoyed that game. Um, and then Link's Awakening, uh, Super Mario Party, Smash Bros. Ultimate. So he do, he's done a lot of just really big games as well. So he's kind of like the successor of Koji Kondo or something like that. Yeah, seems like it. The OG Zelda Link's Awakening, the non-DX version, came out in uh, 1993. And then the DX version came out in 1998. So... 20 years later, we got a, 21 years later, we got a, we got a uh, release, brand new one. So, actually for Europe, it was 1999, suckers. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so the plot of Link's Awakening, you save Zelda, right? (laughs) I mean, that's the plot of all the Zelda games.
1: No. no, you play as Zelda. You got this. You got this wrong, nothing. <laughs>
2: oh, uh, so, yeah, so. because you have to wake up Link. He's asleep, so you play <laughs> as Zelda to, to wake him up.
1: Yeah, in a oh. dream within a dream within a dream. <laughs>
3: so
0: yeah. this is how Zelda's adventure on the CDI becomes into play. Indeed, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in all this plot uh this takes place after wind waker right In the no. timeline? uh it, it,
2: it takes place after uh link to the past actually um after after uh link wow <laughs> i couldn't remember his name there for a moment after uh link has, has uh defeated ganon he goes on his way to different like uh countries i guess um is, is Hyrule a country? Or I don't know. But yeah, he's just going out on adventures. Uh in Oh, it's
0: a, actually after the Oracle of Ages season.
2: They retconned that in the latest version of the Hyrule Historia. Um oh, because really? b- in my version it's still before uh the Ages or and Seasons games. But yeah, now it's it's set after. Uh but yeah, he's let's go with that one. He's coming home from uh no what was it called uh, in in those two games whatever Uh, but he's coming back home to Hyrule from uh, those places where Oracle of Ages and Seasons took place and um, yeah on his way there he gets into a storm and uh, his raft gets wrecked I'm still not sure why he's using just a raft to travel to places I mean I'm pretty sure there were boats back then, but um, yeah. So he he strands on an island, and um, he has to find a way to escape from that island. Basically, that's that's the. But entire, you see, uh, you see a boat in the intro. In the new one, a, yeah, yeah, yeah on the it's raft. It's a full scale can, get,
0: boat. Yeah, it's a boat that gets
2: exploded by a lightning bolt. Oh, okay. Yeah, because in, yeah, in the original game, he game, was just on his raft. so... Yeah, so the hero is
0: defeated. Oh, the bad timeline. Oh, yeah, yeah you this see is, that happen. Yeah, the decline of Hyrule and the last hero. So yeah, this is the imprisoning war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's the same, it's
2: literally the same link. So he this link has had the most actual games uh, around him. Oh, poor guy.
0: How is Majora's Mask in the, in the good timeline? Terrible <laughs> game in a good timeline. Anyway, uh, so. The plot to Zelda, Link's, Link's Awakening, is that there is no Zelda in the game. Mm. Hot, hot take, this is my least favorite Zelda game <laughs> in, in the entire series. This hot take right away. But, um, yeah, Link is coming home from wherever he Hollow Drum and another place. Yeah, I can't remember. Off to, I haven't played those games in years. And... Uh, He's in the middle of the sea, a lightning strike hits, well, in this version, the boat um, basically knocks out Link, and he goes into a dream world, basically, where he has to collect, uh, is it eight instruments? Yes. Yeah. Eight eight different instruments across this island to wake up a windfish, and the wind fish is what is going to wake up Link. And then when Link wakes up, he is floating on a raft or a piece of piece of wood or mm. whatever it is in the 2019 version. I've already forgot the ending, to be completely <laughs> honest. Uh, in the DX, and the OG version, he's just hanging on to a piece of wood. So, yeah. the, honestly, the older Game Boy games are more memorable to me than, this, than the Switch version. So... Um, that's basically the plot. You have a there's a woman named Marin um, who finds link quote unquote washed up on shore and takes him back to the house to tend to his injuries, uh, wakes up, and then you talk to Marin's dad to get your shield. you run back down to the beach to get your sword and this dumb owl talks to you uh, more times than it should. <laughs> and then uh, basically from there, the game kind of just tells you where to go mm-hmm. at that point. It's impossible to
1: get stuck in this game because the owl tells you all the time. There's like small cutscenes after every palace, and you can always go to the phone booth and call Uritcha or whatever his name is.
2: Oh, yeah, I always or, forget or, about the phone booth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Those were things that were in the the original game as well, though. Like, uh, yep. it, it, There are some things that are a little bit obscure in this game, which really got me struck as a child, at least, like in the original version. That game took me two years to beat, by the way. Um, mainly because, one, my English wasn't that great yet by then. And they were also referencing enemies' names. And I had no idea what the names of those enemies were, so I um, um like I'm I'm gonna weird. give the one example. I got stuck forever um in bottle grotto because I couldn't find the master key. And the beak says like you have to um do style why well, pulse voice, then style foz, and then um the Bat, the, 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 bats, uh, the key. Uh, the keys i guess um but i had no this was my first zelda game when at the original and i had no idea that those things were called that so <laughs> i was stuck there forever basically so
0: i didn't know that this was your first zelda game that's this interesting because i first because yeah. i i the the first zelda game i played was the the og zelda the first one so I knew what a Keese was, and I knew what a Poles voice was, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what that other skeleton thing was. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and the only reason I knew what a Poles voice was is because I read it in, in Nintendo Power that in the Famicom version, you had mm-hmm. to scream into your controller to kill one because mm-hmm. of his big ears. And that's the only reason I remembered what a Poles voice was. Um, I couldn't remember what a keyse was because I didn't play Link's Awakening until the DX version came out. Mm-hmm. And by by the time I played the DX version, I was already playing Ocarina of Time. And when I was playing Ocarina of Time, like I already knew what a Keese was because I had to kill those dumb things in every single dungeon I went into in that game because they were everywhere. So I I, I kind of started understanding what the enemies' names were. <laughs> so I had a little bit of an easier time navigating through. But there were a few times, more so with the with the seashells that I had the hard time with because I wanted the big master sword in the game. Yeah. And the only way to do that is to collect X amount of seashells and throw them into the into the seashell tank. But there were a lot of times like I had no idea where any of the seashells were at all.
2: Yeah, I can definitely definitely get them. Yeah, there were two and again, I was a kid back then. Like I was what? Uh Ninety three, so I was six when this game came out. Um, there were that one moment in in Grotto I got stuck in for like months, and then the second uh, one was during the Face Shrine. Um, the game never really teaches you, and and neither did the original. But I also had not played the original, the original Zelda, not not the original Link's yeah, Away. Yeah, yeah. Um, the game never really teaches you that you can like blow up walls that are not cracked Um, and you have to do that in the face shrine like at the start basically so I had no idea where to go in that uh, stage I could only do like four rooms because you need the, the second power bracelet to even do anything in that dungeon so i got again stuck there for months until i got so fed up with the game that i just started bombing everything (laughs) and then suddenly the the wall blew up and i was like are you guys kidding me (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i can see that people can have like a little bit trouble with the game if you don't know much about sala but otherwise this is like a cakewalk of a game really
0: yeah, I, I would argue that this is the second easiest Zelda game in the series. Um, honestly, the first one, I would put Ocarina of Time as the first easiest, in my opinion, because it was the first Zelda game that I beat without a guide Mm-mm. as, Mm-mm. like, what, 10. So whatever whatever you age we were at in 98. 10, I don't know. Um, so it's... I, it it's hard in the sense that if you've never played a Zelda game, you'll get lost if especially if you threw away the manual like most people did mm-hmm. um, but it's also easy in a sense that it's a it's a it's almost a more slow down version of the old Zelda game where like there's not that many sprites on the screen at a given time and you can charge up your sword. So it's it's pretty easy. Um, so I guess we'll dive into the gameplay since we're already basically talking about that. <laughs> um <laughs> So the game, the g- gameplay wise for the 2019 version, the control I had I, I had problems with, with the controls. I had nothing but issues with the controls. Um, my controls were delayed. like I would swing, I would press this I would press the swing button. And it would take like a quarter of a second to swing my sword. I don't know. It, and I it literally had to move my Switch to right next to my controller. And I was still having delay. So I don't know if it was like a connection from the controller to my Switch or the game or what it was. But I literally played the entire game with like a quarter to half a second delay the entire time. Ooh, that's uh, yeah, yeah, that I, sounds strange. So I, I had, right off the get-go, a, a pretty poor <laughs> introduction into the into the remake. But um, the controls are still fairly basic. They did dedicate buttons to the shield and the Pegasus boots, was it?
1: Yeah, shield, sword, and Pegasus boots.
0: And uh, yeah, so sword, shield, Pegasus boots, which, which I thought was fantastic because that meant I didn't have to do as much menuing. Like I had to do in the older Game Boy games. Um, mm-hmm. So that was and, already an enhancement for me.
1: Yeah and the power bracelet uh, auto equips. <clears throat> you can you can say you don't have to equip that like in the OG Zelda game.
2: Yeah right. The, well it, I was really glad that they put a dedicated button for the shield and the boots but what I don't understand is why they didn't give a dedicated button for the rocks which is probably the thing you're gonna use the most in the entire game, so mm, yeah, yeah, that was a weird one for me. They must have ran out of buttons. <laughs> no, they didn't, that's the, <laughs> that's the thing, they didn't. So, yeah, I don't know. That, that's a for me, that was a very strange uh, choice, definitely. Because the shield, honestly. Do you use it a lot beside those enemies that you just have to push over with your shield? Like, I don't, but... yeah. I, I never use my shield, hardly yeah. ever.
1: You use it when you have three hearts, because you're a bit scared of the game, but <laughs> as soon as you get <laughs> nah. the fourth heart, you never use the shield again. You just mm. rock feather.
0: Just <laughs> yep. rock feather over everything and start <laughs> slashing.
2: Mm-hmm. Which didn't work as good as it, <laughs> it used to in this does. version, sadly. Um, also, one of the things that that they kind of changed, like it was a lot easier to just uh, charge your sword and do like a jump over an enemy and then do your spin slash. In this one, it just won't work that way. Like it, it's so hard to do in this version. You just get hit as well if you jump over them, and your sword just does doesn't do anything. It, At least that was. What well, happened to me a lot?
0: That, that happened to me. I, I did that at the start of the game. But it was like as soon as I got my, <coughs> my rock feather, I was already j- trying to jump over enemies and, and cut them because that's how I played the old old mm-hmm. Zelda game too. It it felt like there was, it felt like there was two different planes, yeah. but at the same time it felt like it was still the one plane. But your sword was on a different plane. Like it yes. felt really yeah. awkward. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you would jump over an enemy, still get hit, but when you swung, you wouldn't hit the enemy. until you landed and then you could hit the enemy. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. (laughs) So, um, gameplay. Oh yeah. Gameplay. So controls, like they had dedicated buttons at least. So that was nice. Um, the menuing was, it was the menu. I mean, not much to really talk about in terms of that. Uh, you can swap between your, your items as needed. And, uh, the one, I I think the biggest issue I had with the game was how small the map felt. Cause when we played the Game Boy version, whenever you would get past, you know, to the screen transition, it would take, you know, a second to, to, to move over to the next screen. And that whole like section just felt so big, you know, and then you'd walk to an edge again to get another screen, screen transition. And then another area that just felt huge, but in the Switch version, there was no screen transition, so like the walk from Maren's house to the doghouse just felt like three steps. But in the Game Boy version, it actually felt like you were like out in the country walking into into town. Basically, (laughs) Um, I think that was my. I think that might have been one of my biggest like issues is that just like the world felt really small on the Switch.
2: Mm-hmm. I think they did the same with Link Between Worlds where there were no screen transitions anymore, or am I thinking uh, wrong about that? Like been a while since I played that. Like I, I really don't remember, but that there the world did not feel smaller. Um mostly because well it's it was again two worlds basically that you had to traverse to. Right. Um, but yeah, it it, it did feel like the game is lengthwise, it's literally the same. It's like an eight-hour game, um, yeah. Casually, so it isn't smaller, but yeah, it it just you're it, it immediately where you need to be. Yeah, it feels a lot different. It, it
0: doesn't feel like that Grand Zelda adventure that you go on. Like think about like when you played a Link to the Past, right? Once you got once you got your sword and left Hyrule and saved the princess and went out into Hyrule, like. It felt like an adventure. Like it just felt like you were just going to all these different places. Like they were so far away from each other. Like it felt like an adventure. Or even thinking like, um, um, what's the Skyrim version? Oh, um, Breath of the Wild. Like brand new <laughs> Zelda, Zelda game, right? Zelda <laughs> Skyrim version. <laughs> um, so you have Breath of the Wild, which is the brand new Zelda. And they knew that the biggest part of Zelda was the adventure. Like, I want to be immersed into Hyrule. Like, I want to feel like I'm making a difference. And that game was gigantic. A gorgeous game. And it was gigantic. Mm. We go into Link's Awakening. And it's like, okay, I'm on this little island. And I play. And I'm like, wow, it feels like a little island. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Mm. And, and yeah. one thing that made the island even smaller
1: was all the, the new... Warp points and uh, it was yeah. easier to access them as well with uh, Manbo's song. Is it right uh, that yeah. just yeah. teleports yes. you? Yeah. Because uh, in the OG Zelda and the Deluxe version, when you played Manbo's song, you got to his pond and you mm-hmm. have to you had to take it from there. But now you could just blow the ocarina and and you can scheduled to the other part of the map without uh, even bothering walking there.
2: Yeah, there were only like three actual teleports, I believe, in the original version. Like one put you at uh, Dungeon 4, like right in front of the keyhole. Uh, one yep. was in the prairie, like the first time you, you leave the... Um, leave the mape village or mabe village or whatever it's called uh, once you have the power bracelet you can finally go into the rest of the the world like there was one and there was one in animal village and that was pretty much it you had to like skip between these three and now yeah. you can just like you have to find them they're not hard to find some are like buried under under like a, a bush or or you have to dig up but yeah there's a lot of places you can transport to which is not really necessary in this game uh, it makes more sense like in link to the past like that you also had like seven places you could go but they were a lot further apart from each other uh if, if you compare them so yeah it's it's nice to have things like that like to to make it easier for newcomers but yeah, it's already such a small place or area where you're at. So, is it necessary? I don't think so. Right. Yeah. Um,
0: one thing I can't appreciate though in the game is that they kept bomb arrows. Mm-hmm. And you're probably mm-hmm. like, "There's no such thing as bomb arrows." And listen, listeners. <laughs> all right, there are such things as bomb arrows in <laughs> Awakening*. So basically, you equip a bomb and you equip your bow, and you press A and B at the same time. Yeah. And you you shoot a bo- You shoot an arrow with a bomb at the end of it. Um, it's it's a little trick, and we, we use that a ton for speedrunning. Um, I'm really glad that they kept that. That was the first thing I tried in in, in the new link. So <laughs> I got my bit better. <laughs> kept bomb arrows. All they did perfect. Um, so I was really happy about that. And honestly, like in the old speedruns, like we do we do what we call um lockbox skipping. So we like purposely like dig ourselves into a corner, get hit, and just skip all the lockboxes in, in the dungeons because we mm. don't ever collect the keys. Uh, And we do something called a super jump where we kind of jump, hit the wall at our apex and we kind of have this giant jump where we can skip basically floors. Um, They actually, they fixed all of that in in the Switch version, which I'm personally pretty happy about because now it actually forced me to play the game (laughs) as intended, so. (laughs) (laughs) But one of the, one of the, Another big issue I had with the map, with the overworld screen, was the edge blur. Yeah, that gave me a headache so fast. Uh, basically, around the screen, they kind of they I don't they were trying to mimic a fog of war. I think is what they were trying to do, where they don't they wanted to keep that element of surprise, like as you walked up or down or wherever you were going. I think they wanted to keep the element of surprise. Like, oh, there's a mob or oh, there's a octrock you know coming at you. But honestly, the edge blur just gave me a really bad headache. Like
1: I felt like we were watching down a bottle or something. Yeah, it just just didn't make sense.
2: Yeah, or or they did it like to mimic uh, kind of that you are in a dream. Yeah, spoilers. We already said it. Everybody has played this (laughs) game. Whatever. Um, But yeah, maybe it was something like that. Like it's not real. It's all a dream, Um, which is cool, I guess. But. it was not nice to see that on my screen the entire time. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: I, I I looked into the options to see if there was a way to turn it off, and there mm-hmm. wasn't. And nope, I was just like, there is ah. not. And like, and like when I, when I play this, like I played it the day after it came out, so I can actually dedicate a full day to playing the game. And after like an hour and a half or two hours, like I started getting a headache from the edge blur, where like I had to take a break from the game. Um. Like I, I just I don't. There was the it, 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 The same thing happens with motion blur with me as well too. That's why I can't play like the Witcher games hmm. with motion blur on. Is that if I play game with motion blur, I kind of just get sick. And I started getting that exact feeling with the edge blur because as you move, that blur also like changes the colors as as you're moving as well too. So it kind of gave that element of motion blur as well.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't have um, that problem. When I get motion sick really easy. Like a few days ago, I. After I was awake, uh, Legacy. I uh, I just booted up uh, Blood Fresh Supply, which is a game from what ninety eight or something. Um, it's a first person shooter, so it has the old Doom graphics or old Hexen graphics, and I can't handle those. Like it took me half an hour, and I was already on the verge of having to throw up. Actually, <laughs> <laughs>
0: oof! I can still do like the Hexens and the old Dooms, but. Uh... <clears throat> Yeah, there's something about, like, the new motion blurring uh, technology I just can't handle at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, um, So, aside from all that, now, you know, let's just stick with our little, like, opening area. We have the crane game, which is completely different. Yeah. Worse, in my opinion. (laughs) Um,
2: Uh, mm,
0: I don't know. Like, it didn't bother me. It bothered me that... Whenever I I would pick up something, and it was seemingly that I had it, but as soon as I got to the top and did its jerk, it would just fly out. Yeah, yeah, just
1: just in real life
2: when you go mm. to the carnival or whatever. I'm playing a
0: video game. (laughs) (laughs) They they did
2: mimic that very well, indeed. Uh, Well, I
0: mean, outside, like the accuracy was like. The actual controls for the cray game were, were pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um, like in the in the OG versions, you basically just went to the top left corner, and just went down right. Yeah. They went into a square, yeah, and then you just grabbed your your Yoshi or you, you grab your Yoshi or your heart piece or wherever it was, and yeah, you, you went on with your day. Uh, and this one they have it all lined up on like a table, and then on the back they have like these moving platforms. And you 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 know press <clears throat> press the buttons to you know go on the x axis and the y axis and then it goes down to to grab your piece depending on what the piece is like if it's like a, a ball or something or like the yoshi doll it, it wasn't too bad to grab the seashell on the other hand though <laughs> oh, what a pain that thing was to grab cuz the seashell is small enough to fit in between the claws yes so that when it picks it up and it jerks it just falls between the claws and you're just like you get infuriated by it
2: yeah i didn't have that much issues with it to be honest um the only thing that was a little hard for me to grab and that's tying it into an addition to this uh to this version um you can collect figurines of uh, mario characters throughout the game They do absolutely nothing, by the way. You can just place them on a pedestal in in some of the houses in uh, Mabe or Mabe Village. Um, And the final one only unlocks after you have beaten the game, Um, just so you know. But um, there was one which is a piranha plant, which is a huge (laughs) one. And and that one took me forever because I grabbed it and then it fell in between those two moving platforms. And then it just goes from (laughs) the left to the right and I had to reset it a couple of times. Uh, But that one was hard for me to grab, but all the rest was pretty easy, in my opinion.
0: (laughs) I I didn't even know things could fall in between the platforms. Yeah, that's
2: not fun. (laughs) It's definitely... The platforms are... The moving platforms are placed in such a way that there is no area between them. So... There's no safe zone, so it just keeps going from the left to the right every time the platform hits it. Uh, Yeah, that that you're pretty much screwed of ever grabbing something. That's so good.
0: I did not know that.
2: (laughs) And then you had the
0: shop, which was very much the same as the OG ones. I personally found it harder to steal things from the shop. Like, when I first got into the shop... Uh, it took it took me a long time to f- to figure out how to steal the bow, and I was just like, i like, can I not steal the bow in in this version? Like that's a shame. And I finally like tricked the shopkeeper and outran it and got outside, and I was like, yeah, I stole the bow. I can steal things. And then I walked in, and like you think like the sequence of like the shopkeep killing you in the OG versions is terrifying, the newer one, the sh- that shopkeeper is just manic basically he will he is just the whole nother word of satan when he comes and attacks you for walking <laughs> back into his shop but uh but you can still steal in the shop which i thought was clever and they still and they gave you the nickname thief like they kept that in the game as well too once you once you've stolen something so you
1: you get so much money in this game though you don't really have to steal anything
2: that's you know, true, you yeah. You gotta steal things. <laughs> I didn't steal anything, not because I didn't want to, because I wanted that bow immediately, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, but uh, But yeah, I didn't do it because it would have added a death to my counter. And um, what they also kept is, if you do not die at all in the game, you get the quote-unquote secret ending. Uh, <laughs> you can't really call it an ending, it's, it's literally just one screen. Uh, but yeah, they kept that in, so... As a little bonus for not dying. So I wanted to check if that was still in there so I didn't steal yeah. anything.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't die at all playing through the game. The only time I died was with, was by the shopkeep. And that was just stealing. That was like, honestly, like I felt like the difficulty in this game was actually easier than the Game Boy version.
2: Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um, mostly because uh, another addition to this version is. They put a lot more hard pieces in it. Like, it, yeah. it's it's actually a little ridiculous how many hard pieces there are. But, yeah, you you really... Unless you have, like, never played a Zelda game before, dying in this game is, is probably not gonna happen at all. So, um, and not only that, but um, if you still are having troubles uh, getting hit too much, they kept a, the... Um, dungeon in from the DX version so you can always use that to uh, pick up the blue uh, tunic which halves the damage so <laughs> it gets even easier and uh,
1: this yeah. game got uh, bottles as well that yeah. didn't right. OG sell that so we can, we can is it 3 bottles in this game or is it 4? it's I don't remember.
2: 4 uh, yeah it's 4 bottles so you can store fairies uh, and the uh, potion is also still an item, which heals you completely. And um, yeah, that costs like 30 rupees, which which is nothing in this game. Uh, Cheap. So yeah, there's no way you can die in this.
0: And they added apples.
2: And apples as well, yeah. So also new to this game, uh, apples. Uh, if you run into a tree, uh, they fall out and they also heal you. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a, a lot of super
1: ways to cute deal. Uh, eating animation.
2: It was pretty adorable.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like the the game in itself is is quite cute. Like the developers of the game did a very nice job capturing the cuteness of the Zelda game. Cuz like if you look at the OG version like even the OG game boy version was pretty cute. Like the Ocarina animation was pretty adorable. Like Marn and, and link together were kind of cute. Uh, even like in the DX version, like he had the photographs, like, um, <laughs> was it link falling out of the boat during, during the fishing one? Uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. When he got the necklace, like, like all that stuff was actually pretty cute. And even like the sprite work in this pictures were, were kind of bubbly and nice. And, uh, the dev definitely like took that into consideration and definitely did a in my opinion a very very nice job with the graphics and the coloring of the actual game itself
2: yeah um i think the graphics are all right um it's not really a style that i would go for myself if i would have to uh remake this game Uh, but it is it grows on you very quickly because it is just fun um, and you're having fun with this game this game is really the fun Zelda game like everything is, is just a little bit more pleasant than in the other games it never gets too dark um, it, it Yeah, it, it's just a, a nice, cute little game. Um, my biggest problem with the graphics is that I feel like the human characters are lifeless because the way they draw the eyes, whereas the enemies are full of life because they actually use a, like a better technique to, um, to portray their eyes. So at least that is my opinion. I feel like if you look at Link, if you just look at the, the cover or something... He just has like those black dots in his face and and it feels like a plastic figurine with no life in it and if you just compare it to any enemy in the game they feel like a lot more animated just just because they did something different there. That's that's fair, yeah.
1: It feels like they they didn't really complete the face on the humans, it's like something is really missing.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I have the um, special edition, collector's edition, um, that only came out in Europe, um, which contains an art book. Um, I don't, I'm, I think it's a different art book, or at least a different cover in between regions. Um, but you can actually see the concept art of, of like, the different things they, they were, like, trying to decide on which one to go for. And there were a lot of better, like... Character designs than the ones they actually went for for the for the actual human characters. So it's weird that they went for that one, in my opinion.
1: They wanted a sheep model for the Amiibo statue. Yeah,
2: that, I can I can understand that actually. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, if I look at that concept art, there is one in there that is like way better, and and yeah, they took this. For whatever reason.
0: Yeah, I just opened up my concept art book for it, and I'm looking at the the hen house keeper. And he almost looks like a shorter version of Luigi, but he actually has like details to him. Like there's white in the eyes, and like there's actually like human characteristic detail. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then they ended up using this like clay looking human. Yeah. Again, yeah, I, I one... never noticed that until you said something.
2: <laughs> yeah, like you know, one can argue again. You're in a dream. Maybe it's all part of the the concept for how they created this game. So, but yeah, I, I feel like, especially if you have that art book and you look at it, you're like, mm, maybe you should have gone with that other design.
0: You know what character has a lot of detail to it? In... The stupid owl. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, nobody likes. Uh, it's true. Nobody yeah. likes the owl in this game. He's just called the owl, but because uh, nobody can probably pronounce his ocarina of time. It's Kepora Gaborah. Like, no, it's Stop. stupid owl. Like, or hoot it's hoot. Dumb, dumb
0: owl. <laughs> hoot hoot. Um. So yeah, then you had the shopkeep. So then we go on to like we'll just keep going with the little sidey things at the start of the, at the start of the game. You had the fishing game, which I very much appreciated. Yeah. A lot.
1: Ah, the fishing game was good in this one.
0: Yeah. uh, You had a... There was a bottle at the very bottom of the fishing pond. Uh, there were, what, two different color fish?
2: Oh, a lot of different fish, actually. Like, uh, were there? The, I only saw yeah. the red and the blue one. Yeah, you have like the normal standard ones that were in the Game Boy version, uh, but there's also bloopers, there's also cheap, cheap, there's the big blue one, which is the Baron, I think he's called. Um, so depending on what you catch, other um, other fish spawn in the pond, and you have to catch each of them to like get a better lure, get a better. Uh, fishing pole no it's just a lure i think yeah. Yeah, it's a lure. Um, yeah but yeah you can get seashells from it you can get a lot of heart pieces from it yada 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 so they they expanded on it like in the original version you could got uh you could get good god wow you could get one heart piece <laughs> and and that was pretty much the entirety of that uh of yeah. that mini game so in this version it's really cool and i i love my fishing in games i don't know why but <laughs> yeah it's I, always I, I do fun. too yeah,
0: yeah and you, and you can get the bottle the the fun part about the bottle too is that like if you don't fish the bottom fish in that in the pond when you go for the bottle and start to reel it in once it gets to the same plane as as the bottom fish that bottom fish will actually like attack the bottle and knock it off of your hook mm-hmm. so you have to play the game again to get the bottle um, i found that to be kind of kind of fun I, I had a really good time w- with with the whole fishing thing. I I, I played it a lot. <laughs> Probably yeah, more it's, it's actually,
1: a yeah. better game than Fish Dude on the
0: Game Boy, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: well, good, fish,
0: good old Fish Dude. Um, I guess making our way south of the map. Uh, you can't doghouse clip anymore, which is really unfortunate. <laughs> uh, so we can't go out of bounds, at least not that way. Um, you go back down. You you uh, you can grab your sword. Something to note, though, and I don't know if you two noticed it, but they decrease the amount of enemies on the screen compared to the Game Boy version. I did not actually.
1: No, they didn't think of that.
0: Yeah. So <clears throat> when you when you first walk down and enter like high, uh, not even high roll the fieldy area past the kids throwing the ball. And if you go right, if you go east, uh, there's supposed to be two two oct- rocks there. There's supposed to be a red, red one at the very top and a red one on the bottom below the bushes. There's only one mm. on that screen. Um, and as you work your way down, there's supposed to be an rock above the ladder and another one kind of like venturing off on the east side somewhere. There's only the one above the ladder. So they, they actually decreased the amount of enemies per screen as well. Too. They even did that in the Lost Forest and on Death Mountain and everything else. Mm-hmm. I found mm-hmm. that to be weird. Cause, and the reason I noticed it was because Link's Awakening DX was still very fresh in my in my head. Because I just had a conversation about it with a co-worker. So I went back and watched pieces of my old VOD. And I'll, uh, when I played the game, I'm like, wait a minute. There's supposed to be more enemies here. Like what 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 gives but i understand because the frame rate for this game was kind of bad
2: <laughs> yeah um yeah for, for if people have not played this new version yet uh, be prepared um it has a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot of slowdown um in certain areas um somebody wrote either wrote an article about it or made a video about it um i do not remember that person's name um i i it was not a per- it was like one of the bigger like polygon or 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 whatever um they made a video about this and it's actually not because the game can't perform well uh on the switch that's they programmed it perfectly but um they put in some kind of Graphic thing um, that completely screws up uh, the frame rate, and it, it's weird that they just did not patch it out yet. Um, it, it's something. It has something to do with when you come from the inside areas to the outside areas. There's like a graphical technique they use um, to do something, and that thing is what uh, slows down the entire game. Nothing else. Yep.
1: But I read something about putting the console in sleep mode uh, makes the lag even worse. We saw the same thing in the Messenger. Yes. So if you yes. if you like never turn off the console, the game just keeps getting laggier and laggier.
0: It it's like that with a lo- with with a lot of things on the Switch. Um, like sleep mode is good and all on the Switch, but when you put the game when you put the Switch into sleep mode. I, I recently read, read an article about this because I was having issues w- with my Wi-Fi on the switch. Um, <laughs> yeah, surprise, surprise. <laughs> God. Um, and when you put this, when you put the switch into sleep, something doesn't like re. Sometimes something doesn't reactivate in the switch. Therefore, it like it renders a lot of pieces just like unusable, or like it's like a slow boot up, basically, and like the only way to fix it it's like save your game and reboot your switch and i'm like well this is ridiculous like i don't i don't know like it, it, there's a lot of games that suffer from like the switch sleep lag issue mm-hmm, mm-hmm. definitely
2: yeah it's it's yeah it's hardware related for sure that in that case but yeah that actual slowdown you will always get in link's awakening yeah they they just used the uh, used something that doesn't work like that's that's pretty much it Uh.
0: there there's also differences between the digital and the physical versions of of the game as well too like the digital version actually loads on the the loading screens a little bit faster than the physical edition Hmm. okay so that's why like when you see speedrunners play the game like they they play it on the digital version Hmm. okay more than anything but um yeah, I mean, and that that true for a lot of for a lot of for a lot of those games as well too. I can remember back in the Wii U and the Wii days, like people were like, "I'm gonna just download it because it's faster because yeah uh, because of this because of the loading screens because <clears throat> they couldn't read a disc fast enough." You know, it's way of life, I guess. But <laughs> um, as as a collector, I like to have things in my hands. So yeah, definitely.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think like even even for digital games uh, the wii was the best way to go because i remember people always playing Mega Man 9 and 10 on the wii because that's the fastest one for some reason even though they're all digital of course but yeah on playstation or on xbox it was just slower for some reason yeah um
0: so then yeah you always keep going down the path you grab your sword uh same honestly the same animation basically you grab your sword you do a little spin attack and, and you're done um you can't do like the beach warp anymore like you could in DX where like you could hold down left uh down and down and right to mash a and link would magically just like warp to the sword during, mm-hmm. during the cutscene uh you can't you can't do that at least I couldn't recreate it in in this version me neither, uh, and then you have then you have the dumb owl tell you where to go like meet me in the lost woods okay and yeah you go up to lost woods basically and then uh, we get into Lost Woods, you have the Moblins that throw the spears. One cool thing about the spears is that when they clink off of your shield, or if they miss, like, they land on the ground and, like, they stay on the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, they just don't, like, magically dissolve into into No Man's Land. Like, I thought that was neat. And then the uh, the shroom, the whole shroom thing was kind of cool. <laughs>
2: I guess, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's I mean it's the same weird. as the
0: OG version. Yeah. Just trying to think of like anything different. Like the the witch's hut, like graphically looked really nice in my opinion. Like there was actually detail. It's cool to see. But I mean, otherwise, like the lost forest or the lot or the mysterious woods or whatever it was called. Yeah, it's it's a hundred percent the lost woods. Um, still, it was very much the same as the OG Link's Awakening.
2: Pretty much, yeah. Um, they do give you a bit more of a hint that you have to use the powder on the raccoon, yeah. Because um, that was also very obscure in the original. Like you ran into that raccoon and he said something, but it was like, okay, bye. Uh, <laughs> and now <laughs> I think if you get the powder, the witch actually says, "Oh, maybe you should use it on some animals in the forest." I don't think yeah. they they did that in the uh, in the original version at least i think she's just say try it on uh try it out in my hut uh, yeah so. she
0: says try try it out she said like, yeah she says try it out here and you basically just use it to like light the two candles basically mm-hmm. and um, she's like come back again if you need more yeah and, yeah. and, and that that was it in the old mm-hmm. ones i like, didn't she didn't tell you like go out in the woods and use it on on the animals and the only animal there is is the raccoon so
2: yeah, well, technically there are two animals, if you can call the, the little eel guy an animal. I, don't, I still yeah. don't know what that is. Um, In the original version, it did not much, do much. Um, it changed it into a very weird thing. Um, For the those people who know, in the German version, one of the translator actually put a little... Uh, ru- uh, a ru- not a rude joke, a loot joke in there, if you put the powder on him, he says... Please not without a condom. Oh, huh. That's basically what he (laughs) says in that version. Uh, But yeah, in this version, they actually give some quote-unquote useful hints if you haven't played the game before. So I thought that was nice that they actually did something useful with that for once. Yeah.
0: And then uh, then you run into the, the owl again. And the owl is like, go down to the first dungeon. Okay. Because you have the key, basically, and uh, you go to your first dungeon, yeah, which is a joke. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dungeons are—we're not gonna talk about every dungeon like in detail. No. Um, they're just the same as the original. Like they yeah. are. Uh, there 100% are like some some puzzle changes that got made easier here and there, uh, or a little bit. I more actually
1: obvious. got stuck on a puzzle. That got easier, but I didn't understand that it got easier. <laughs> okay, I had the same
0: <laughs> issue. I had the same issue. The horse it? head puzzle.
2: Oh right, oh. yeah. Because
1: in the original version, you you for for those that doesn't know, you actually walk across two uh, horse chess pieces, and you kind of just throw them in the original game, and they kind of just. Flip. they they, they are supposed to stand up and when when both chess pieces stand up the doors open and yep. you're just walking through and I just yeah playing this the original game I just threw the pieces around until both actually mm-hmm. stood up and mm-hmm. I cleared yeah. the room uh, and I got to the very same room in the in the remake and I, I threw the pieces there for like 15 minutes <laughs> and I'm like what, what am I doing wrong? This, there, there's gotta be a trick to this. Uh, and thankfully i play i i streamed it i i the second the day before um, the, the day after it was released i streamed it in one sitting and uh, one viewer of mine already cleared that room and said there is there is an actual trick to clear this room out now because mm-hmm. you were mm-hmm. you you needed to 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 know your chess meta. Yep. <laughs> yes. you, 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 you gotta know what a chess piece does and with the horse going to, well, is it three, three forward and one left or three forward and one right? Yeah, in
2: an L shape, at least. Yeah,
1: yeah. and then you were supposed to, like, throw them to specific spaces on the floor.
0: And that wasn't too clear, actually, I'd say. Yeah, in the OG version, if you just threw the horse heads against the uh, wall, they would typically land upright no yeah. oh, that's that's how it works
2: <laughs> it is pure rng though you're really just spamming it until they fall yeah. where they need to fall but yeah.
0: yeah but i mean when you throw them against the wall like they don't have that chance to like rumble on the ground at all like they hit the wall they're pretty much done all right right so um i i got stuck on dungeon six i think it was like, it, there was it they made the dungeon easier than the og version but I only remembered the OG version. I was trying to do things that you just can't do anymore. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Um, but uh, yeah, once you defeat Dungeon One, the owl comes back out and talks to you. I forgot what it. I forgot what the, it tells you this time. It does it tell you to go to the swamp?
2: Oh, or you
0: have to save Bow Wow first, right?
2: Yeah, you do have to save Bow Wow, but like, yeah, the owl says uh, the next one is in the swamp. Um, and when you go back to the town, of course, the two children come running up to you that Bow Wow got, right. uh, got kidnapped. So. Dog napped.
0: Yeah. That's right. Yeah, then you I, go save Bow Wow. I always
1: forget about the Bow Wow dungeon. Every time I play this game, I, I always like, huh, yeah, this. I, I know I need the Bow Wow to clear the. The flowers or whatnot.
0: But I always forget the dungeon when you actually rescue him. Bow Wow is so useless. I feel like Bow Wow is more useless in this game than mm. he was in the OG game. Yeah. Like, I, I honestly found like maneuvering through the swamp harder than the actual dungeon. Because <laughs> Bow Wow would not eat anything. <laughs>
2: I didn't have that problem with me. just ate everything immediately. Really? I was like, Bow Wow, like, you can eat this
0: flower. And Bow Wow would
2: sit on the flower. I'm
0: like, you can open your mouth. Like, please eat this flower so I can walk through. (laughs) Something with the US version, of course. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Eating joke in there somewhere. Uh... (laughs) 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 But, uh, yeah, I, I... I all, I always struggle with, with Bow Wow, like even in the speed run too. Like we we use Bow Wow quite a bit in the speed run, and I had I, just, I always have issues with <laughs> Bow Wow. Always have issues with that dumb dog. Um, it's not even a dog. Let's just be fair. It's Chain Chomp. It's a Chain so. Chomp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean the swamp the swamp sequence is still the same. Basically, <laughs> um, honestly, the, the game stays relatively the same until you get your power bracelet and you move east out into the field, out into the plains. Then the game starts to get a bit different because that's when you're going to start your your uh, side quests, basically of collecting like the Yoshi doll and the stick and the honeycomb and the pineapple. You know, that's when you start collecting all of your stuff to trade to trade it with people um and and the warps like though you're 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 greeted with a warp almost immediately as soon as you walk into the plains yeah
2: like the the moment you get that power bracelet out of the second dungeon that's actually when the pretty much everything opens up except for like the things in the water of course but you can yeah. basically start going anywhere by that point you're still restricted yeah, it, in some ways, but but yeah, then it's like more not that linear anymore, even though it still is. And
1: it's, you can get the shovel now as well, right? So you can start digging for seashells. Yeah, you can steal the shovel from the shop. <laughs> or you can do that. <laughs> yeah. You will have four times the money needed, though,
2: by this part of the game.
0: How but, much is the shovel? Is like 800 rupees? No, no
2: the shovel 200. is 200. Um that's always What was the the bow is 999 oh, or 980, okay. the 980, the 980 actually. One. Yeah. Those things are the expensive ones. Uh but yeah, before we like uh I I think it's best we just go over um like changes and and like the cons and pros um, because if, yeah, if, we that. If, if we're gonna talk th- through the entire game it's gonna be a five hour episode I believe uh, <laughs> but yeah before we like uh, go into some more details about what has changed uh, for the better what has changed for the worst in this uh, version we're gonna take a little break not only for our own sanity but probably also for our uh, producer Alexa's sanity <laughs> so she can she can uh, put in a break she here as well yeah, she, yeah this this is this is gonna be a tough one. Oh, the intro alone was already half an hour, and now we're <laughs> like an hour in for for our first break. So yeah, um, we'll be right back. Enjoy this uh, music from Link's Awakening. Yes.
0: So, like Mo said, we are going to just dive into additions, changes, pros, cons. You know, all the the fun things that uh, this game definitely lived up to. So, uh, first things first, new side quest.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mentioned that before. Like uh, the one of the new side quests is the the crane game thing, uh, where you just collect all the all the. Um, figurines, Um, besides just getting all of those, uh, once you've gotten all of them. It actually gives you a slab, and that is something that is used for one of the dumbest additions uh, in this game, which is the Dampei Dungeon. Um, It's basically a very light, make-your-own-Zelda game. Um, But yeah, it's just very boring. Yeah, um, I think what I think is what happened is that, um, like, a lot of people have been asking for a Zelda Maker. Like, ever since Mario Maker, people have been screaming from the top of their roofs uh, to, to just get a, a Zelda Maker. Uh, what I think happened is, is that Nintendo said to Grezzo, look, we are playing with the idea, but we do not want to, like, do the basics ourselves. You are doing this game anyways. Just put something in there that we can maybe use as a basis for Link's uh, for a Zelda maker, um, and they were like, "Okay." <laughs> so then they put this thing in, but yeah, it's 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 not fun. It's just dumb.
1: Yeah, what we got is if if I take ten boxes of pus- pu- actually wooden puzzles and I just mix them together. And then I don't care about what pieces actually fit to each other. I just I just smash them with a hammer, and I get a really mixed up picture of something. And that that's the game. Yeah, that, that's the perfect analogy. Mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: yeah. the sad part about it is if you do want to 100% complete this game. You have to do all of them because um, the the dungeons give you hard pieces. They they give you shells, and they give you a bo- one of the bottles. Uh, so yeah, if you really want everything, if you want all heart pieces, shells, and bottles, you're gonna have to play through every single dungeon challenge. And there's quite a lot of them. And yeah, they're they're just really boring to do. Yeah. So. But
0: Dompé's character looks
2: kind of cool, at least. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would have rather had them had the picture side quest again, even though it wouldn't make sense, because, well, you can't print them or anything right now, but yeah, this this is just... Uh, it's not good. Nobody likes it. Like, I, I haven't heard a single people's, uh, person say, like, oh yeah, that was actually pretty fun. I was so happy I didn't have to take pictures in this game. Oh... <laughs> uh. <laughs> so happy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so yeah that that's that's the the biggest addition to this game Uh, like we mentioned mentioned before uh, there's apples in this game which is something silly but yeah okay it's fun that it's there there's bottles which make the game even easier Uh, more heart pieces which make the game easier Um, (laughs) there's also more shells so it's a lot uh you can well, you do need a lot of them in this game to actually get the upgraded sword. Like, I got it at the final dungeon, actually. Um, but yeah, there are a lot, a lot, a lot more shells in this game. Um, and they're hidden in new locations as well. But they also make it a lot easier to find them. Because if you, I think it's if you have 5 or 10 shells and you go, uh, go put them in the, the, the shell mansion, you actually get a shell seeker. Uh, which is like a little ping you hear every time you're you're actually. I, I think you need like thirty at least. No, you got it pretty fast. I think there's only fifty shells in the game, and forty gives you the sword, so it's it's definitely before that. I might yeah, be I didn't wrong do I probably... with the shells. Yeah, but yeah. That's oh yeah, I,
0: I I refused. Yeah, <laughs>
1: what I, what I did, I think I, I think I went to the house at five shells. And then I didn't return until I had like 25 mm-hmm, shells. Mm-hmm. So you probably get it at yeah. 10 or something.
2: Yeah, there's more prizes in this one. Like in the original, um, there are a total of 24 shells hidden in the game. But two shells you could only get if you like went into the shell mansion if you had five and if you had 10 shells. Oh. Um, if you had six shells, however, they would skip the price. So um, you wouldn't be able to get that shell but that's why they put more in the overworld so that you could actually get the required amount to get the sword um so yeah in this version they fixed that problem at least like if you have six you will still get the price for the for the five mark so that's that's a good thing
1: and a new addition to this game that actually helps you to also get shells and and, uh, other things is uh, the map markers i love map markers in games
2: Right, yeah, that's just something I never use. Mostly not in this game because I just know the game so well, so why would I? Uh, but it is useful definitely for new people uh, to, to cross things out there, map.
1: I, I, just, I just love map markers. I actually f- gave feedback to Elden Pixels and Alva's Legacy, put map markers in the game because I, I want those map markers for orbs I can't uh, collect <laughs> while seeing them the first
2: time. Yeah, but that's pretty much all the additions uh, this game has. So besides that, it's it's still the same game as the original Order of the X version. Um, they do, did do a lot of changes, however. Like um, I'll try and go over some of these. Th- these are the ones I've written down. If if you guys have any more, please uh, please add to it. But uh, the hook shot in this game only stuns uh, the enemies. It doesn't kill them anymore, which I do not like. i I like just killing (laughs) them like the hookshot is a really great weapon in this game but in this version it just stuns so that's kind of sad in my opinion um the power stone and the acorn uh, are now timed power-ups instead of disappearing after like some amount of hits that you take uh, which is better um i don't actually did they have the song for this one in this version
0: They definitely had the sound effect for it. Yeah, I can't remember. I think there was a song. I want to say there was a song where you picked up the stone and acorn, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't remember. But in the original and even in the DX version, that song is so annoying. (laughs) And you want to get rid of it as soon as possible. But for the speedrun, for example, if you do the power stone routing, um, you're pretty much always using it. And I think they changed it in this version that if you go into another room... uh, it actually stops using the thing that's what they did. Um, uh, Crane game mechanics are different and fishing mechanics are different. We talked about that for sure. Um, We also talked about jumping with a charged sword attack that doesn't work anymore for some reason. Um, uh, This one, I'm not sure if it was in the original or not, but pressing the swim uh, faster button doesn't automatically make you rise um, like in the original version, if you press the, the, the faster swimming button, you always went up as well. And you don't in this version. Huh.
1: Didn't reflect on that. No, Yeah, yeah. like the, the,
2: I, I think it is like that in the original, that if you try to go faster, you go up automatically. So I, I'm not sure. Um, that, that might be me thinking about it. Uh, completely wrong Um, then they um, they got rid of some unintentional shortcuts uh, (laughs) sadly Um, like for example the way to access the boss door in dungeon four in the original version you could just like literally skip the entire last part of the dungeon uh, by jumping over a pit Uh, but they put some some things in your way there so you don't uh, so you can't sequence break that um, I don't it's know if bad. the speed run does it, but uh, at least casually you can anymore. Um, but they did also add some shortcuts in, in some parts of this uh, parts of the map uh, to make things easier. Uh, example I can give is like if you do the pothole maze to get the key to the third dungeon. In the original, you had to go all the way back around uh, to go out. In this one, you can just jump to the left and you're out. So that's that's always cool. Um, there's also some areas you could only get uh, to with, uh, with a rooster um, in the original version. Uh, but they have changed it so that you can actually go there without a rooster as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And then... Um...
0: As mentioned, we have a bigger wallet now. Yes. So,
2: a hold more roops. Mm-hmm. In the original, that wasn't needed, technically, because after you bought, or stole, I guess, the, uh, the uh, bow, you didn't need money anymore for the rest of the game. In this one, you kind of do if you want to do the Dampe dungeon because you have to buy slaps as well. So, um, yeah. it's nice that you can store more rupees for sure.
0: Yeah. And as I said earlier, the electric eels actually say something useful. Yeah. Um, dedicated button for shield and boots, but not for feather, apparently. Yeah. For some some reason. Yeah. Um, can't hit evil evil eagle with a hook shot anymore,
2: which is sad because that's the way I used to deal with that guy, uh, at least during casual playthroughs. Um, oh, really, I am not sure if you can hit him with a fire rod in this version, um, because you're not supposed to have the fire rod at that point uh but if if you play the original and you know how to sequence break a little bit you can actually go to dungeon 8 before dungeon 7 and then you have the fire rod and the fire rod literally kills evil eagle with like two hits so i'm not sure if if, if that's back or not
0: i don't i always use bob arrows right so that's how i beat him this time around too <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 uh, Where am I at? Oh yeah, can't overshoot the seashell seashell gift game anymore. Uh, We literally just talked about that. So Uh, it takes forty shells now instead of twenty to get the uh, the coalint sword.
2: Yeah, and I don't know what fifty shells gives you. Probably another slap. Probably. Yeah, I guess.
0: (laughs) Can't skip the turtle rock head fight anymore, which is really unfortunate, and it's not even a turtle anymore. Yeah,
2: it, yeah. It's it, it was never really a turtle head, I guess. But yeah, in in the original, if you woke up the the turtle rock, uh, the rock turtle, the rock lobster. What? Um. So it, <laughs> if you wake it up in the original version, if you just uh, walk towards him while he's waking up, you just go straight through him. But you can't do that in this version because it's an actual cutscene where you can't move. So. Yeah. No.
0: And then, as mentioned earlier, too, they reduced the number of enemies that you have to fight per screen, so... Um, yeah. They
1: also gave the anglerfish bot- bossan actual attacks. Because he just walked up and down, or swam up and down in the original version. And now he, he, now he likes to uh, swim to the sides and... Oh yeah, you? yeah,
2: you're right. yeah, yeah. That's that's like a boss that I also don't recognize anymore from the original because you literally shoot two bomb arrows <laughs> <laughs> at he's death. So yeah. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's not good knowing the speed run of this game because everything is just so much easier now, <laughs> but uh
0: dive a car we'll dive into the, the bad before the good because that's how we roll. Uh, frame rate, uh, like we mentioned earlier, once you've walked from inside of a building to the outside or from inside of something to the outside, um, there is a graphical issue of sorts that uh, causes the frame rate to plummet. And as Hero mentioned as well, too, when you put your switch into sleep mode and flip it back on, reawaken it, it uh, does not reawaken Link all the way, so... <laughs> And then we have the edge blur, which we went in pretty good detail about. Mm-hmm. Um, and Just how awful of an idea that was, in our opinions. Uh, but something we did touch on was the music. Yeah. And and honestly, like as much as I don't like Link's Awakening, I think Link's Awakening has one of the best OSTs. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, it's it's up.
2: a
1: great soundtrack, and the uh... This remake, it just felt like we were coming back to the island and heard the music again. Yeah, it, it it was very nostalgic to hear those tunes in a more modern way.
0: It it was cool to hear like the intro title come up again <laughs> in, in a more in a non eight bit version. Just like hearing, just like the da. Da-da-da-da-da. You know, you have the and then you have the egg right there, you're like, oh wow, okay, this is sweet. And then you hear the ballad of the windfish, you know, the first time, you're just like, oh, this is, sounds so good. But there is there were some songs that I, it sounded like almost like a tinning sound. Like it sounded like the, the treble was just a little too high on them. And a lot and some of them just fell flat. Mm-hmm. Like like some of them were just not like I was just like, I'd rather listen to the old eight bit version of this song than this one yeah so.
2: absolutely i i really think the original versions are better for the most part there are some songs that they have redone really well but but others are just i don't know they they kind of take me out of the game even and it would have been nice maybe if they put in an option to like uh, play the original soundtrack um, kind of like how they did with the secret of mana remake um, i i yeah. didn't i didn't mind the secret of mana remake music Um, a lot of people hated it but you also always have the option to just change to the original versions if you wanted to so it would have been nice if they maybe put that in this game but yeah
0: yeah even like some of the some of the sound effects i had issues with like when you're when you rob the store um everything just feels really forced like in the in the original game when you walked back into the store, like the the music immediately like, triggered you, like you got that da-da da noise, you know, with the shopkeep staring you down. Mm-hmm. But it felt like when you re-entered that that shop, like you knew something was going to happen. Like there there's definitely a a repercussion of, of your of your actions. But when you walk in, just like that shopkeep is there with this with this this manic facial expression, like it's almost like the shining basically. And you walk in like You're kind of expecting Like this like Crazy like psychic music to hit in And all of a sudden it's just like this Really flat remake of the You know and it's like Oh I was expecting like Some like manic remake Of, of this song and It just it just
2: <laughs> came up flat basically mm, yeah. like, They, they used the like boss the, music for that And then the boss music isn't that great In this one
0: Right and it's just like Well, the music really doesn't fit the scenario anymore because, like now, like we have new graphics, we can see facial expressions, expressions, intentions, but this music just doesn't fit (laughs) as it should. Mm -hmm. Um, And the heart beeping. oh, please take a note from Pokemon. Please, Mm -hmm. if anything, (laughs) take a note from Pokemon where it beeps like two or three times and it's done. Like I get that I have low health. Okay, you don't need to ding at me every one and a half seconds that I have low
2: health. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it, it is a little bit annoying in this version. Again, the good thing about this version is that dropping to low health is is not going to happen a lot. uh, Usually just at the start of the game or when you're playing the other difficulty hero mode yeah, yeah. then then <laughs> it will become a problem for sure but yeah oh. it's it, the beeping in zala has been annoying since the very first zala, yeah. and it hasn't yeah. stopped yes. ever since No, you, you are correct yes <laughs> i don't know it's it's just a, a meme by this point that they put it in i guess uh one thing though there is a one sound effect that is absolutely amazing. Um, and I'm gonna. I'll, you guys can guess first what I'm gonna say, but I wanna. I wanna see if you can guess what I'm thinking of. But um, yeah, I, I need a clue. <laughs> I can just figure it out nah, right that, that 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 you're not gonna find it uh, that way. No, it's it's the it's the it's the tapping sound of link's feet when you use the wrong oh, yeah. boost it's absolutely amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah that one, that one.
1: Yeah, i noticed that one as well yeah that,
2: that one is great
0: <laughs> <laughs> i i thought the, the the actual sound effects of like cutting through the grass and the running and like some of the overworld stuff, I thought was actually very well done, mm-hmm. but like some of the other sound effects, like Link falling through a pit, like that scream just hits a little too high for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, and then like you, um, you hit a boss, and you hear that wow noise, you're just like, oh, that did not age well at all, <laughs> you know? It's like, cool, I'm playing Super Mario Land 2 again, fantastic, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So, um yeah, I, I don't know, but... Then we have Turtle Rock, that stupid D-pad floor that you can't do with the D-pad. Yeah. There's no such thing as a D-pad on a Switch. And... Mm.
2: Yeah, the like, if people don't know what we're talking about, in Turtle Rock you have these rooms where you have to move this thing around to fill in the, the like, bits in the floor. Um, it was horrible in the original version, because you had to, like... It's, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's hard to explain. If you haven't tried it before, just, just go test it. You had
0: to you, you preemptively hit an arrow, basically. Yeah. So, like, on, on the D-pad, like, if you were about to hit the wall, you had to preemptively hit left or right to avoid hitting that wall. Because if you waited too long, it would just hit the wall, and you'd have to reset Yeah, time.
2: Yeah, so in this version, it basically works the same, but you have to use the analog stick, which makes it even harder to do because, like... Yeah. yeah you you it's so easy to do an up left or down right in with that and, and then yeah it's you know, it's gone <laughs> you have to restart yeah i
0: i had a lot of issues internal rock just because i had to use an analog stick mm-hmm. like because i i have i have big hands i have fat fingers and a lot of times like and i have really heavy hands too and a lot of times like i don't notice my thumb leaning on the analog stick in a in a in a direction and all of a sudden like my my box would hit a wall or like turn when I didn't want it to turn. I'm like, I'm like oh my like, if I just had a D-pad this would just be so much easier. Like if I could use that little button D-pad below the analog stick I'd be fine. But I couldn't. <laughs> yeah it was pretty sad.
2: Yeah. Um and then one thing that bugs me um it, it, it I guess it's not a con, but it's also something they could have changed. Um, In the original version, after you have finished the entire trading sequence, um, you have the option to go to uh, Koholind Beach and um, find a guy in a cave, um, which you can't normally see because you don't have the magnifying glass. Uh, That guy is there only to give you the boomerang, which at that point is actually useless to get anyways, in my opinion. But uh, but it is a fun weapon, I guess. Um, but in the original version, there was a problem with the inventory. There was just not enough room anymore to actually give you an extra item. So the way it worked in the original was you trade the shovel for the uh, for the boomerang. Um, so that made sense and also by that point you didn't really need the shovel anymore technically because uh, you should have already had all these shells and things like that but you could always change it back so so it's not gone forever in this version they kept that same method so you're still exchanging it for the shovel which really really bugs me because there actually is a space in the inventory dedicated for where that thing goes so Uh. Just give me the boomerang. Like, why do I have to lose the shovel for it? Like, I don't get it.
0: When when I played and got to that part and saw saw that extra inventory space, I thought I missed something.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, indeed.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I was just like, I'm like I, I missed something. And I'm looking looking over, I'm like, no, I have every item that I can get. I mean, like, I'm like, did they add an item to the game? And like, I I literally spent an hour and a half Reading articles online about every item in the game because I honestly thought I missed an item Yeah, I was not happy
2: about that either. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird,
1: but you you can buy the shovel back uh, From the store to feel yeah, you can inventory steal it. Yeah. Space.
2: Oh, so that's something I did not try <laughs> That is kind of okay then Uh but yeah, it's
1: it's but it's just stupid that you need to handle him the shovel, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. then you can go buy a new one. You could he either you <laughs> could makes, sell yeah. the boomerang. Actually,
2: that makes it even more stupid now. So. Yeah. yeah,
0: it makes zero sense. Hey, I bought this shovel from you like five hours ago. I need to buy another one because I traded it for this boomerang. What? Okay.
1: <laughs> where did you find him you said yeah he was in the cave in the at the beach yeah There's but you no can't see him cave. because
2: because you need a magnifying <laughs> glass
0: <laughs> you can't see him because you can't see the truth oh, God. <laughs> and then uh i'm just gonna flat out say it the dungeon builder yeah that, that's
2: the biggest con in this game. Man. <laughs>
0: What a. I was actually really excited for the dungeon builder too. Like, I knew it was going to be pretty basic. Like, I knew it was going to be like pre rendered blocks, basically, that you piece together. But, like, a part of me was really excited. Like, I can make my own Zelda dungeon. Something I've always wanted to do since I was, like, six. And what a letdown. (laughs) I was like, oh, no. So, hopefully, Nintendo will make something proper, but I don't hold my breath, so.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it might happen, but yeah,
0: whatever. Well, they'll make something. Yeah. I'm not gonna say if it's gonna be good, but they'll probably make something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are Donkey their. Kong maker next. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, those are are pretty much uh, all the cons, and unless Hero, if if you have anything extra, maybe. No, I think we've covered it all. Yeah. Yeah, I think <laughs> so too. It's a. It's not a bad game, everybody. Like, there's no, no, not no, that no. much. No, we're to... getting to the pros yeah. now. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. One of the the things that I like the most is that the bosses in Turtle Rock uh, don't respawn. Um, well, the mini bosses, I guess I should say. Um, like, if you play the original, um, each time you kill a mini boss and you go back in another room and you re-enter that room, that mini boss is back there. Uh, they got rid of that. Thank God. Thank God yeah and I, I i also didn't mind it but it's, yeah. it's
0: nice that i don't have to do it mm-hmm. anymore
2: mm-hmm. because turtle rock like even i know the speed run and, and that's the one i always get lost in for some reason um so yeah it's, it's nice that i was playing it casually now so i couldn't do all the skips that i usually do so i had to go through those rooms uh, several times so it, it was nice that yeah it was just done and in the same line of that uh, solved puzzle rooms also stay solved in this version, so um, that's also great. Like, the puzzle itself resets, but the doors stay open, so you don't have to.
0: Which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah that's a great addition. Um, Again, we touched on this, but for me, pros were uh, on top of Mo's. is I, I, I really liked the graphics in this game a lot. I thought that they did a very nice job capturing... Like what Link's Awakening was supposed to really detail, uh, it was cute to see Marin and Link sitting on the log on the on the beach. Like I all, all of it was very fun to mm. see and look at. Um, again, as mentioned, th- the developers kept in a lot of little tricks like the bomb arrows. They fixed a few bugs like lock clipping, super jumping. Uh, you can't rooster skip anymore. For those of you that don't know what rooster skipping is, is that you have. Uh, a, a one frame window from shooting the hook shot to basically hover across that giant chasm in what um, shoot what dungeon was that was that dungeon was that Turtle Rock or is that dungeon? um
2: it's it's uh, the key for the Tower the Eagle Tower uh, yeah I yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. so uh you could you can't you can't do the rooster hover anymore um rooster skip rather and there's a few little things they added in um. My biggest pro to the game is the multiple difficulties. Uh, I felt that this was a really nice touch, at least for experienced players or right? people that have played the game before. Because um, I I come from the Links Awakening um, Links Awakening speedrunning community, so like I used to run Links Awakening and Links Awakening DX, and I have played the original Links Awakening a number of times. So. I, I did play through normal mode un- originally, and I was like, I'm in a, I found easy mode or normal mode to be way too easy. So I I uh, started the game again. I played through it again on on the hardest difficulty, and uh, and hero mode actually gives you like a, a real challenge to the game because the enemies hit you harder. You have less less hearts to pick up. Like the game is actual, ch- is actually a challenge. So uh, it, it gives that experience. Zelda player a little bit more bang for the buck instead of just like blowing through the game as they probably would have normally.
2: Yeah. I have not tried Hero Emote yet. Um not that I don't it's want fun. to. Uh but yeah I played through the game and I was I was basically done for, for the moment. I, I might go back to it sometime. Uh, but yeah I have way too many games to <laughs> to concentrate Metal yeah. Gear Solid 5 for <laughs> so yeah. yeah so uh hmm. I, I probably will pick it up again one day and then play. The I'm, hard I'm,
1: mode. I'm, I'm happy that hero mode was actually available at the beginning of the game. You didn't have to unlock it because uh, if I don't remember it uh, incorrectly, when Pokemon black and white came, you unlocked hard mode when you completed the elite four.
2: Mm, um, that... act- act- it actually works a little bit different, and actually, it works in such a way that you can't do it anymore. Um, if you beat, wait, uh, well, this is a hard one because Game Freak, <laughs> Game Freak is a complete idiot company that always puts something in their (laughs) games that nobody asked for and that you can't access anymore after like a few years. But like in Pokemon Black and White there is a hard mode and there is an easy mode uh, for both games. And the way to unlock it is if you play for example through Black and you finish the game you have to connect with somebody else's DS who has the white version, and that will unlock easy or hard mode for them. So there's no way to just play easy or hard mode uh, on those games anymore, actually. It it just doesn't work anymore. It's called ROM hacks. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. in that (laughs) way you can do it. But yeah, it's a stupid Game Freak. Like, I'm sorry, I love Game Freak, but they're also very stupid.
1: Because I I remember when when I saw this hard mode prompt on black and white, I was like, "Oh, I, I, really wanted to do this the first time. Why, why, why couldn't I get this option when I booted up the game?" Mm-hmm. So I got very happy when I, when I saw *Links Awakening* giving me the option. Although I did play the normal mode at the start, but uh, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's
0: always nice yeah. to have the option. I I like it. I like it when games do the normal hard mode and then they have additional modes if you beat it on hard.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I yeah.
0: really like that Like give me two difficulties to choose from But if there is a harder difficulty Than hard Like I, I want to unlock it Because if hard was hard I would love to see what like insane Looks like or something right mm-hmm, Like it gives me mm-hmm. like a little bit of like incentive To want to play the game again
2: Yeah yeah. Um, uh, also good but yeah, I, I, like, no, go uh, I think In um <sighs> Like in other Zelda games, they actually put those things behind amiibos. um, That that you can access certain parts without an amiibo. Um, Isn't it the the, the challenges in Breath of the Wild or something that you need the amiibo for? Um, They didn't do that with this hero mode, luckily. But sadly, um, going back to trying to complete this game, if you're like a real... uh, (laughs) Like... If you... Actually 1 to 100% complete this game. And that means getting all the different um, slabs for for the dungeon maker. You actually need the amiibos because uh, those unlock some of the slabs. So I I always hate that when they do that. So if you want the the speedrunning rules
0: for 100%. I know we're not in the speedrunning segment yet. But the 100% rules... Is beating, beating mm. collect, uh timing ends at the top of the final staircase, right? Mm. Collecting item, timing ends when the item appears over Link's head. And then placing Bow Wow figurines, timing ends when figurine appears on its pedestal. Mm. Mm-hmm. Must collect all permanent inventory items, sword, feather, bottle, etc. All 20 heart containers, including those from the 32 heart pieces all 50 secret she- seashells, all 14 chamber stones, hmm. all instruments, all dungeon entrance keys, all item upgrades, sword shield bracelet, all capacity upgrades, powder, bombs, and arrows, all three ocarina songs, a male upgrade, either red or blue, it's male as in tunic, yeah. um, and the magnifying glass. Additionally, you must defeat Deathel at least once and you must place all figurines in their respective pedestals. <laughs> magic medicine and magic mushrooms do not need to be collected. Full game audio is required for submission.
2: <laughs> in other words <laughs> go play the DX <laughs> version of the game if you want to speak. And there in. are
0: five there are five people on that leaderboard. Yeah, yeah. It's a, not yeah. That's dumb. Three hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's not too bad to be honest. But, that's not yeah. bad, yeah. Considering eighty percent is an hour, so yeah, um, so that that's a hundred percent. If you're wondering what the speed running category is, <laughs> even though we're not in the speed running segment yet, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. uh, Hero, what were your biggest likings of the game? Let's try to find a word there.
1: Uh,
0: I don't know. I I just. It,
1: the game took me by surprise when they presented it on, on Nintendo Direct. Because it was pretty late. Uh, it was around midnight here in Europe when we, when, when we saw it. And I was supposed to sleep by then. But I, I really wanted to <laughs> see that Nintendo Direct for some reason. And and just with the, w- with the water coming in the, in the first cutscene of the game... I was thinking to myself, oh my god, is this, is this actually Link's Awakening? And then with the with the lightning and the boat and everything, so my my, my biggest pro with the game, my biggest, it, it was just that it came out because I didn't see it coming. It was a big surprise for me.
0: I don't think many people saw it coming, honestly. <laughs> uh, I I certainly didn't. Like I I would figured I would have assumed they would have remade a Zelda, but the but the fact that they remade Link's Awakening. Really took me by surprise. Like, I figured they would have remade uh, the. F- I-, I figured they would have remade, like, the first Zelda. Or, uh, even redone Link- A Link to the Past again. Because, let's not be fair, a-, a Link Between Worlds is just a remake of A Link to the Past. Let's mm-hmm. just be-, be honest. Um, like, I was expecting something along those lines, but the fact that they actually gave a Game Boy game, like, a lot of spotlight I was just like whoa like all right this this is cool like I, I was really excited for it I, I, I like the game don't get me wrong uh, it's not my favorite zone game but it, it's I, I like the game um,
1: have, have we seen any sales figures of the game because I know that uh, with Pokemon sword and shield Uh, They already posted 6 million units sold.
2: Yeah, well, I can dive into that. Maybe also tie it into the uh, general reception in all the new media uh, thing that we do. Um, When it got announced, um, (laughs) there was definitely a a very uh, mixed opinion. On the internet. Um, A lot of people were hating on it. Uh, Why would you re-release a Game Boy game? Nobody likes Game Boy. Blah blah blah. Like this, the same bullshit we have to hear every time. When it comes to Game Boy basically. (laughs) So Um, true. But. um, So this game came out uh, September 20th. Um, Everybody was hating on it. Everybody said. I am not going to buy this. This is a stupid Game Boy game. As of September 30th. 10 days after the release, the game had sold 3.13 million copies worldwide. So huh, that's, that's, so good. that's f- freaking amazing.
0: Um, also to add on to that, Link's Awakening was Nintendo's
2: fastest-selling Switch game in Europe, yeah. by the way. Oh, also nice. that, yeah. So yeah, maybe Europe is a little bit more lenient towards these game modes. Honestly,
0: but... I think Europe, they they had the Steelbook Edition. Yeah. America got this crappy, like, cardboard box that didn't have any support edition mm, so
2: mm-hmm. yeah that's true that's true but yeah like a lot of people were so hating on this um and then yeah you you see everybody has bought it basically so yeah
1: yeah i, I saw two different side of this in sweden uh on on twitter at least because some people were hating it saying stuff like I'm not going to play pay full price, right. full retail price for a Game Boy game. And it's like, come on, it's still like a 10-hour blind game. Uh, so that that doesn't make sense that you don't want to pay full retail for it. And I saw another dude hating on people that's like, oh yeah, I remember this game. I loved this game growing up because I played it all the time. And he was like, no, you never play this game. You don't know what Links Awakening is. I grew up with this game. You're just telling everyone that you grew up with it because it's on the spotlight right now. Because mm-hmm. he was hating on the one <laughs> that actually said that they liked the game. <laughs> that is
0: weird. So, uh, it's, 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 it's like it's that strange. It's like that meme, like "Okay, Boomer" meme going on <laughs> oh, right now. <laughs> <laughs> that will okay, pass. soon,
2: probably. Uh, oh, hopefully. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh but but it, the price i must agree full retail price was maybe a little bit too much um I, but it's a complete no, no. remake of this game it's not yeah. a port it's not something with just some hd graphics or, or or things like that they actually built this from the ground up and um They did the same with um, the Ocarina of Time and the Majora's Mask 3D remake, actually. They did not port that game. They built it again from the ground up. And then I think it's fair to actually ask a full price for this.
0: I think they did the same thing for Twilight Princess as well, too.
2: That's possible, yeah. 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 And
1: talking about the price of the game... Uh, Belting being in the U.S., Mo being in, in Belgium. Here in Sweden, we have, because because Mo, you got Nintendo of Europe handling your games. Mm-hmm. Belting got Nintendo of America handling his games. Yes. Here in Sweden, we got Barry Sala. Barry Sala is kind of like Nintendo of Sweden. And you know what the what the special edition cost here? Well, that's 150 euros for a steel
2: box. <laughs> oh God! God. <laughs> that is a lot. Because when. W-
1: when Nintendo of Europe get their share of games, I guess then Nintendo of Sweden slash Scandinavia gets their share, and Barry sala that company needs to get their share <laughs> to actually live on as a as a business. So yeah, some Holy some special strokes. editions get some really. How much were the were the Sword and Shield double bundle thingy for
2: you guys? um i think 80, it was 120 euro here i think 80 if i remember correctly i'm not sure but i think it was 80
1: as yeah, so it's 50 percent more expensive in sweden
2: oh so yeah maybe it was 110 i i have i i'll look it up i can probably still yeah find the, that. the
0: sword and shield bundle <laughs> here is 120 bucks yeah then it's probably games. gonna
2: be 99 or something here
1: yeah, and it's 120 here. But but Zelda was the big thing people were raging about it here. Um and now now you can get it for
0: like 100 euros at least because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, so like going off of that, so Europe and America got two very diff- very different versions of the deluxe edition. Mm-hmm. Um America we got something called the Dreamers edition uh which is it comes with the game and an art book. And my biggest qualm with the Dreamers Edition is that with the box or with the bo- with the book and the game in, there's still about an inch and a half wide by half an inch. So three centimeters by half a centimeter. I don't know metric system very well. Um of space that they should have put like a piece of styrofoam in to protect the box and the insides. Yeah. They didn't put anything in there. <laughs> they just left it as an open space. <laughs> so when I got my package, it was slightly creased. And I'm like, oh, what the what the heck? And I'm like, and I and I started feeling like, oh this is empty right here. Excuse me. So I opened it up and noticed that there was just an empty pocket of space in the box. So I'm like, whoever packaged this collector's edition needs to be fired, because that's awful. Um, I can't say the same for the European one. As much as I would have loved the European edition, because you guys get a steel book, I couldn't find a reseller mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that would have that could have sent it over to me at a decent price, yeah. basically. Yeah, <laughs> but our our collector's edition. So, like, we had two two versions. You can buy the base game for. 60 bucks or you can pay an additional ten dollars and get the art book so for me it was a no-brainer i was gonna buy the collector's edition regardless because it, it, it's a Game Boy game remake and that's just how it works for me mm. but uh yeah knowing that in scandinavia like the price is like doubled of what yeah it was I mean. that is
1: 60 euros 60 euro for the normal version and 150 euro for the collector's edition that's not yeah, that, yeah. that is
2: absolutely insane i don't even remember how much i paid for this I paid i'm pretty sure you
1: said
0: 80 yeah yeah
2: i think I, I paid
0: 70 for mine yeah and uh I, I like it. I the art book was probably the coolest part of it. Like looking through the art book and seeing like the concept art and like yeah. asking myself why they chose this this uh, sprite instead of this other sprite. Um was kinda was kinda interesting, but
2: Yeah. Yeah, we talked about it before, but we love our gaming art books. <laughs> yes. Um The other thing too is that like I didn't I
0: I was kind of in that same boat too. That was like, oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a port. Like they're just gonna make the graphics HD basically. But so like I was a little on the edge of like, do I want to pay sixty bucks for for a game? And then I realized that the game was a literal complete recode. And I'm like, you know what? Like that's worth that's worth that for me. Because we I also saw both both sides of the spectrum. Where like one person was just like, I'm not going to buy a a Game Boy game for sixty dollars. And I'm just like, well. They're like, I'll just go buy it on Game Boy if I'm gonna play that one. I'm like, well, you're gonna spend thirty bucks on that. Yeah, so I might as well buy <laughs> it. spend an extra thirty bucks <laughs> and get a better graphics one. <laughs> you know, like, I don't think people realize like how expensive retro games are, mm-hmm,
2: especially mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you also, they, like, also you also get the argument a lot these days. Oh, but you can just buy the the original ROM from the Nintendo shop, and I'm like. Yeah, but that's not the same game. This is a new game. Like
0: <laughs> brand, brand new. Like <laughs> yeah. There are changes. Like literally brand new game. Um yeah, so like once I saw that it was a remake and like they remixed the music and everything and then once I once I saw the um I I say I saw the trailer at E3. I was just like, okay, yeah, I have no problem spending full price mm-hmm. on something like this. And then they announced the the collector's edition. I was like, yep. Hundred percent, like full in now. So
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess uh, that basically sums up uh, the overview of the game. I would say like uh, we we talked pretty much about everything. Um, we don't really have trivia because like for
0: well, well, yeah, well, oh. Lance is in the game. <laughs>
2: That's or, true. Lance's that name? Uh, yeah. Uh, pr- no, Prince Rich. Yeah, no, Rich- Richard. Yeah, I, Richard. Richard. I don't know how I call him Lance, but... <laughs> I don't know, uh, but yeah, like we mentioned this during the uh, the Froggy episode, um, because like, just go listen to that episode first or something. <laughs> just pause <laughs> yeah. this one, go listen to that one, then come back. Uh, but yeah, like uh, the the reference to uh, for for who the for the. For Froggy Game uh, is still in here. So uh, that's also basically why uh, we asked Hero to come back uh, on the show. Because he was uh, around for that episode. And this is pretty much the follow-up to that episode, I would say. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, that's uh, I guess that's trivia, sure. But I, I mean, like, actual <laughs> new trivia about this game. I don't really have any.
0: Um, yeah, no, I mean the addition of the mario figurines mm, <laughs> basically <yeah. laughs> you know um there was always that running joke in the 90s that like you know all of the nintendo games just blend together mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. you like in og zelda you had kirby in there you had gordos you had piranha plants Go- uh, goombas whatever um then in this game they just basically were just like yeah okay here's some amiibos that you can have in the game (laughs) basically you know and uh yeah i i thought the side-scrolling segments of the game were quite well done too they reminded me a lot of uh of donkey kong oddly enough right oh the new one the tropical freeze
2: yeah i i have something to add about that as well during the uh the 2d sections if you jump there, I don't know what that sprite is doing, but it does not look good. I,
0: it, it, <laughs> I know exactly. What you're I
2: don't know what's happening. Maybe it's it's like something visually that that I can't comprehend. But I think that doesn't. Yeah, I I know it's weird. Just look. It it is. Uh, I don't know. That it, it, it's like it gets squished or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's it just does not. It look It
0: seems good. like they're trying to do the flip animation. And they didn't realize proportions when a person flips, yeah. and they basically just like squished the spray. Yeah, <laughs> essentially is what they did. Mm. Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about that. That that was the very first thing I noticed when I jumped yep. in the in the two and a half D section. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I gotta check this out because I, I I didn't notice it. Oh
2: yeah, it's it's really obvious once you see it, like, huh? <laughs> 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 oh. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's pretty much uh, all we have to say about this game from a technical point of view. I would say, um, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, so we're we're gonna take a little break here. After that, we'll, uh, I guess, we'll talk about our history, real brief, with with the original and this one. Uh, I assume, and uh, maybe dive a little bit deeper into the speed running section, um, especially for this version. I would assume. Um, not, not the original. We have talked about it so oh, yeah, during I this guess. entire episode, actually. So kind of blends all together. But yeah, we'll uh, take a little break right here, and after that, we'll uh, we'll come back with some thoughts and history with the game. Everybody. Hope you enjoyed that song, which hopefully was not Ballad of the Windfish, as <laughs> Baltic <laughs> keeps suggesting, because he wants to just <laughs> have Ballad of the Windfish every time. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, shortly dive into um into our thoughts of this game and our history with the game, I guess. So um as we have a guest, we'll let uh, we'll let Gran and Hero go first.
1: So we're talking about the OG Zelda,
2: now, just in right? general. Yeah, both actually. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But uh, uh, I di- I didn't play this game grow- growing up actually because I didn't have a Game Boy, uh, and that's probably why I'm so obsessed with the Game Boy these days because I wanna I, I just wanna relive all the games I didn't play growing up and and it, it boy it's fun. <laughs> don't don't you guys agree?
3: <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> but but
1: yeah, I, I had friends that had the Game Boy, so I I of course played Link's Awakening growing up, but I didn't I, I didn't have my own save po- file. I didn't have the chance to complete it, finish it, whatever. But I touched the game, and I I, I really loved what I saw growing up. Uh, so I I don't think I played the OG or well, I guess the DX One uh, until the 3ds i'd say because mm-hmm. you could download it for like three euros yeah. or five euros or something um and then it just hit me because because i had the game complete in box both the color and the non-color version uh, in my collection and it just hit me when it got released on the e but hey i haven't played this game from the actual beginning to the end uh, so i did it and yeah, I know Beltic don't really li- like this game in the Zelda franchise. But it has gotten to... B- it, it's my favorite Zelda game in the franchise. Uh, and I think it has to do... It, it's... It's kind of... it's. I, I saw it as an adult. The complete experience for the first time. So it's has nothing to do with it. Playing it like every, every week, every month growing up. And... Uh, so I saw it from a different angle, mm-hmm. and these days when when we like we love the retro scene, we play Game Boy games all the day all day long, and we play we play so much shitty retro games, and then then this little gem com, comes along, and I just fell in love in the game with the game, and yeah, I I love Link's Awakening. It's it's a great game, and when the remake got announced announced that's the right word yeah yeah um, it took me by surprise, like I said earlier, and I just had a I just had a blast play, playing uh, through the game. I, I did it once sitting on live on stream, and I know a lot of my viewers just sat there the entire playthrough with me, playing the game with me, along with me, <laughs> on their screens, uh, trying to, like, uh, finish the game before me and stuff like that. So yeah, Link's Awakening got a special place in my heart, and that's not Nostalgica talking, that's that's like I don't know, ten years ago, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, when did it, when did the three DS come out? <laughs> it's like ten years ago. No
2: idea actually. It's,
1: it's probably been a decade, yeah. So, yeah, that's my that's my history with the OG Zelda and my thoughts about the OG
2: and the current game we're doing the episode on. Yeah, guess guess I'll go next then um, because I. Briefly touched upon it earlier uh, when I was talking about the difficulties I had when I was playing the original game. Um, I never actually owned a cartridge. I still don't have one, by the way. Um, yeah, it's it's true. <laughs> because I think I don't want to pay 30 bucks for it. I think it's a little bit too much. But um, yeah, I never had it. So I had to borrow it from a friend a few times. Um, so yeah, it took me years before I actually got through this game. He didn't even erase my save file or anything. Um, he didn't play it himself. That's a
0: true friend yeah. right there. Yeah, Yeah,
2: so um, I could always pick up where I left off. Not that I really remembered what I did anyways. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it took me quite a while to get... Get through it for sure, uh, but it was also one of the most unique games I had played up until that point in my life. Like I, I grew up with the Mario's and the Mega Mans and Rescue Rangers and things like that, um, but I had never heard or or played a Zelda game before. So being like a, a basically open world where you could do whatever you want type of game was amazing to me, and and like solving these puzzles like. Mario doesn't have any puzzles, Mega Man doesn't, ha- they're all just basic platforming games. And and this one was just so unique that uh, it really got my attention and, and uh, I loved it ever since. Like, I got my Super Nintendo, immediately bought uh, uh, A Link to the Past because I wanted to play it. Uh, sadly, it was the French version, uh, so it also took me like two years <laughs> before I got through that game. <laughs> I, I have a weird history with Zelda games, apparently, when it comes to that. Uh, but yeah, I, th- this game has always uh, been special to me, for sure. Um, I also don't have the DX version, uh, <laughs> but I did play it a lot. Um, so it, it's always been been uh, fun to, to play through that game. And yeah, I was also pretty surprised when they were like, oh, we're going to remake it, um, which is in my opinion, a really great idea uh, because, yeah, I, I for me, this is definitely the best seller game. Um, not because I, it was the first one I played, but I played through all of them except for one at this point, I believe. And I still think it, it does a lot of things right that got used in in, uh, in later installments. Which I talked about more in my. Uh, it all started on Game Boy uh, Light episode, actually. So I'm so I'm not gonna dive into that too much. Um, but yeah, I think it does the storytelling great. I think it does uh, does the items great. I think it does the puzzles great. The dungeons great. Um, some of the bosses are not that good in this game. Um, Face Shrine boss, for example. Like, what is that even? Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's it's very well made and, and very polished uh, especially for 1993 um, it was one of the biggest games that had, had come out for Game Gameboy so far um, like I said it, at the start Pokemon came out three years later than that um, so yeah the remake um, I liked it um, it was fun to revisit everything to see what they changed and what they added and and things like that but I would just still prefer to play the dx version uh in my opinion i think that is for me the definitive version of this game and this is just like another take on the same game um kind of like how uh, metroid 2 for game boy um, i think the best version to play <laughs> is the fan remake version which you basically can get but there are ways, of 100% course. I percent agree. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the actual Nintendo remake is also fun, and it's also different, and it's also a great game. But if I have to choose between these three versions, I will go for the fan remake, and in, with this, I will go for the DX remake, which, for me, is the best version.
0: Yeah, so, for me, I... Like, I, I, had, I owned a Game Boy growing up, but I... I the only Zelda game I played pre Link's Awakening and Ocarina of Time was the first Zelda game because so I had that growing up because my my parents played OG Zelda on the NES, so naturally I I would play it as well too. Um, I wouldn't play Link's so Link a Link to the Past until I was like twenty five years old, so <laughs> seven seven years ago. Um, you guys can do the math now and see how old I am. Um. I I got Ocarina of Time at a flea market. I got the collector's edition Ocarina of Time at a flea market for like two dollars uh, back when you know retro games were cheap mm-hmm. uh, in the in the late nineties. And <laughs> I also bought Links Awakening DX then as well too. And I I was playing through Ocarina of Time. I played beat Ocarina of Time and then. I popped in Link's Awakening into my purple Game Boy Color. Yep. And I played it. And having played the OG Zelda, having played Ocarina of Time, having to play, unfortunately, Majora's Mask a little bit at the time, too. I hate Majora's Mask for the record as well, too. <laughs> yeah, another another hot know. take. <laughs> um, another hot take. And having seen the ending of Link to the Past, like I have friends that owned the game, and I've watched them beaten the game. Um, I personally like the gameplay of Link's Awakening. I think it's a brilliantly done game, especially for the Game Boy. I personally just hate the story <laughs> of it. I, I'm like, I'm playing a Zelda game. I want to save friggin' Zelda. I don't care about no dumb whale in the sky. I want to see Zelda. I want to kill Ganon. I want to save Zelda. And I don't get any of that in Link's <laughs> Awakening. I get Marin, who di- I don't, I don't, I don't care about at all. She can go seeing with the animals again for all I care. And I have this dumb whale that's sleeping that's preventing me from saving Zelda. Like the whale should be the enemy. Um, and I had the same issue with with Majora's Mask. It's like I'm not saving Zelda. Like is Link dead? Like did he die at the end of Ocarina of Time chasing Skull Kid? Like I don't understand where this fits in. Like what a dumb game. Um... Final day. Oh, here comes the stupid moon. Better play my dumb ocarina. So I that's how I feel <laughs> about Majora's Mask, by the way. <laughs> um, but gameplay wise, I thought it was a very brilliantly done game. I hated the picture section of the of the DX version, but I'm glad that they added it in because it was something a little extra to the game that they probably Either didn't think about or couldn't do in the original version because of because of size size issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't go to play the original Links Awakening until Game Boy Adventure uh, last year. And having played the OG way later than the DX version, uh, I appreciated the DX version more mm-hmm. because I found the DX version to be a little bit more superior than the OG. Simply because a lot of the issues that was in *Links Awakening* original were were brought to were brought to the table and actually fixed in the DX version. Uh, like a lot of some of the frame rating issues, uh, just the fluidity of the actual game itself was just more addressed and more solid in the DX. And then having to play the remake, um, I I appreciate the remake as well too. However, I simply would rather play the DX version, just straight up. Um, the Switch version is good. It's it's worth it's worth a buy. It's worth a playthrough. Uh, if you, especially if you've never played Links Awakening before, um, it, it gives you a sense of like a lot of those old RPGs that you play, or heck, even some of the older Zelda games that you play you can see where a lot of that inspiration was pulled from playing Link's Awakening because Link's Awakening came out before them and people, you know, and other developers play these games. They take ideas from these games, implement them into their games. Um, Link's Awakening definitely paved a lot of roads for, for future development and for future games. Uh, Just, I personally hate the story. (laughs) (laughs) Just, it's dumb. (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's weird, but sure. I, I mean, that's a weird reason to not like it that much, in my opinion. <laughs> but yeah, whatever. You want, you
0: want to know my third least favorite Zelda game? Twilight Princess.
2: Oh, come on.
0: <laughs> you want to know why? Because I have to switch into the dumb wolf every 13 <laughs> seconds, basically.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that's an easy one for me to, to answer. Uh, like the... I basically only well yeah hate two Zelda games. Um, first one being freaking Spirit Tracks because what? I absolutely do not like that what? game because of the oh because of the God. entire premise of it, the train part. I hate the train part. All the rest is good. The train part just sucks. Um the second one and that one I don't hate, I just don't like playing it. It's bread of the wild, I I because open world. I I, I can agree with that. Like yeah. it's it's not my kind of game. Like I still haven't finished it because of that. So yeah, but all my, of the rest my, are, are for me fun at least.
0: Here's another hot take. My favorite Zelda game is Skyward
2: Sword. I do love Skyward Sword. I think it's I, one of I the better three D ones, uh, definitely. Um, but the, the people's opinion about Skyward Sword has changed a lot. So uh,
0: it has. Yeah. But I remember playing Skyward Sword at a demo kiosk at Target, and I fell in love with it at the demo kiosk. I, mean, I didn't own a Wii yet, mm-hmm. so I like literally like the next month I bought a Wii and I bought Skyward Sword mm-hmm. Yeah. because I played it at the demo kiosk. Yeah, there were S- I, I fell sadly, in love with that
1: I game. I never played Skyward Sword, and um, back to games being so expensive here in Sweden, uh, me and a couple of friends we actually imported a US Wii. Each one of us, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so I imported Wii games from Canada, Videogame Plus. Uh, back back then, uh, import taxes wasn't really a thing in Sweden, so I could order brand new Wii games for about thirty euros <laughs> or thirty dollars, <laughs> and that that was half the price from what we paid in Sweden. But the only backside on that was I, I could never really get the, uh, the new games close to the release date. I all, always got it like a week or two after sure, release. Right. Uh, and for that reason, I never bought Skyward Sword uh, until like maybe years later. And then the game was old and I didn't want to play it because <laughs> I don't know so right, I, I still i, I right. got it i got it in my in my bookshelf and i got it i got i still got my american Wii so i could play it right after this podcast but <laughs> i won't do it because i
0: don't know i think i think the biggest reason why i liked skyward sword the most is because twitch wasn't the thing mm-hmm. o- on, honestly like streaming really wasn't the thing because like a lot of media that came out originally for Skyward Sword hated Skyward Sword. Yeah. There were a lot of negative reviews for Skyward Sword, uh, and I feel like if Twitch was around, I would have watched it on Twitch. I personally would wouldn't have bought it, I probably would have never played it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the fact that like the only review sites out there was like IGN and GameSpot and whatever else, like and I don't already don't listen to them because they're dumb. I I bought the game and played it, and it's absolutely my favorite Zelda game. Yeah. And and you say you didn't like Spirit Tracks, Spirit Tracks is the top three game for me (laughs) because I really like Spirit Tracks. I don't like Phantom Hourglass, which is the complete reverse to everyone else's opinion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: So, uh, yeah,
0: it's it's interesting. Yeah,
2: I do agree with Skyward Sword. I mean, I bought that game for five bucks because it was in a bargain bin because everybody was so hating on that game i was like why uh when i played it i really enjoyed it there's only two problems i have with uh with skyward sword it's the stamina system that's a little redundant in that one and it's uh demise who well not demise himself like the imprisoned fight you have to yeah Redo seven times for no particular reason. Yeah, that
0: that I can like understand. those things are
2: with. bullshit. But the rest of that game is, yeah, I don't know, it's well done. It's fantastic, and, and the motion controls actually work for that game. Besides, bomb yeah. bowling, bomb bowling does not work really well. But yeah, the fighting at <laughs> well, least works. Yeah, oh, yeah,
0: yeah. I also agree with Breath of Wild being very mediocre. Yeah.
2: Like yeah, it is a stunning,
0: it's a stunningly looking game, and it has a lot to it. It's just it's mediocre. Yeah. Like just go just go play Skyrim, basically, mm-hmm.
2: or any it's other not a Zelda Zelda game. game. <laughs> That's not it. A- <laughs> it
0: doesn't it doesn't feel like a Zelda game. Yeah. It honestly feels like an Elder. It feels like a Nintendo Elder Scrolls game, yeah. just straight up. Like it doesn't feel like a Zelda game at all. Uh, so I'll be curious to see what Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be like because I I will buy and play. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's because Zelda. Zelda yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Um, but yeah, s- speed running a section now that we've got our Zelda. Oh yeah, Hero, what's your favorite Zelda game?
1: No, oh, Link's Awakening. Link's um, Awakening. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Breath of the Wild is my least
0: favorite. Mm. Mm. We have a pretty 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 neutral consensus here on Breath of the Wild. Yep. So take that, IGN. Um. <laughs> <laughs> You're 10 out of 10. Um, so, speedrunning section. This game is broken to all kids, up. Uh, and not in the same way that the OG Zelda is broken. Um, so, just to give you a frame of reference here the any percent normal difficulty world record is one hour and 15 minutes right now, held by Samurai Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, second place is TGH. Uh, With an hour and 16 minutes. And on Hero difficulty. uh, One hour and 36 minutes. Held by Adamo. So. When. When I played this game blind. It took me about. uh, Eight and a half hours. To beat. Because I I had a general idea of where to go. But uh, I couldn't skip a lot of things. Because in the OG Zelda's. DX and Link's Awakening. uh, You could skip. Blocks, and you could skip um, the bomb the bomb pillar segment to take down the tower by just bomb buffering. Uh, I remember teaching uh a Firebrand that on his stream that was kind of oh, fun, yeah. fun to watch because uh, he was struggling, <laughs> <laughs> so I helped him. I was like, "Here's a speed tactic to it." Oh, okay. Hey, there you go. Um, but we couldn't. I, you can't do that in the new one, so it took me a little bit longer to kind of get through it uh then more than I wanted to uh but I I am still part of the Link's Awakening community to a to a degree and watching them find a lot of these weird out of bound glitches that really don't mean much for anything is really interesting um I've seen some where they have Link so far out of bounds that he can walk on the terrain around the egg like the nest part or he can walk on like the grass like on the tower basically like by turtle rock um they have a glitch now with the monkey where if you like throw the monkey and fall down the ladder on the same frame you can it it, like it puts link into like a weird state where he just can't get hurt um there's a lot of just weird weird glitches in the game and I, I personally thought, I was like, you know what, the speedrun of this game is probably going to be like two hours long because you can't do a lot, of this, a lot of these things. And within the first two weeks of the game being released, uh, TGH, Sikinar, and a lot of people from the Link, um, Link's Awakening community just opened the game wide open, just immediately started finding this weird out-of-bound glitches and just like weird usages of items. Some of them were just found by complete accident. Okay. And then uh, the game is still just being just destroyed right now as as we speak. So I, I can definitely see the game going uh, sub one hour, probably within the next like six months.
2: Yeah, that's uh, it, it's weird that they found them so quickly because like. When it comes to the original or, or even the DX version, um, like I dabbled into speed running it, uh, like what five years ago or something like that, um, and by then the world record was an hour and thirty minutes or something for any percent. Um, and now it's like below an hour right like i haven't been following it that much but or or around an hour at least well it yeah it depends on the category yeah yeah yeah. but like like normal any percent no save and quit uh no out of bounds like it has like a very long name but yeah it's let's say it's (laughs) It's around an hour or something and that's the original game but it took them like Between the time that I tried it and and then when they found out a lot of new stuff, it it took quite a while to find that, just to to get that time down, like, half an hour or something. And with this one, it's like, (laughs) two weeks in, uh, we're basically at the same level we were uh, with with Link's Awakening after, like, ten years of already searching for things.
0: Yeah, the OG Link's Awakening is forty-three minutes and nine seconds, any percent warpless. Yeah, um, and that's that's held by Csa, and then the any percent no save and quit wrong warp out of bounds mm. category uh, is held by VLAC Sr, yeah. uh, with fifty-one minutes and fifty-six seconds. Yeah. So, uh, and mind you, the one hundred percent no wrong warp out of bounds for DX is an hour 17. Yeah. 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 So, um, and the, uh, and the 100% for OG links awakening is held by bamboo shadow, uh, at one hour, five minutes.
1: The so question I, is,
0: it, it's yeah.
1: The question is when, when are we going to see links awakening for a switch on uh, games done quick?
0: So games done quick. did something really interesting. This year, with their submissions, where they reopened up submissions in November for brand new released games. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I know someone submitted *Links Awakening* Switch for AGDQ 2020. Uh, let me see who did that quick. Games done, done quick. I can't spell apparently. Done quick. Because there, Cause there I, is I,
1: I, no, there is no secret that there is a. There's a lack of Game Boy games at the GameStone Quick events. Mm, Yeah. And is this considered a Game Boy game? And will this game be freezed out? Or will we actually see it 2020?
0: So it won't be at AGDQ 2020, looking at the schedule. There's only two Zelda games. No. Yeah, only two Zelda games. It looks like... Oh, no, there's more. Never mind. (laughs) I typed in Link. It's Zelda... So uh, there are five five Zelda games this GDQ, which pretty small portion. And there's not even a Zelda block that all spread out. Wow. Because um, I was talking to Siki about this the other day, because I, I finally caught him streaming, and uh, and he was doing speed runs of Link's Awakening Switch. And I asked, I was like, "Hey, did you all submit this for GDQ 2020?" And I think TGH submitted it. But I don't think it got in because I think the time at that at the the time at that time of submission was still at around like an hour and a half-ish. Um so it didn't have a lot of like the newer tech that they have going on now. Um but I could never see it 100 percent run being in just because there's just so much to do. Yeah. Um but I could definitely see 80% getting put in. And they also have another category called glitchless. Uh, which basically you don't take part of any of the, well, glitches. Um, we all know how speed rules work. Mm. So so you can't do like the stair ladder clipping. You can't do power holding, um, the super high knocks throwing, the pit walking, med- the medicine boosting or the ball jumping. These are all things you can actually do in the game. I really recommend watching a run of it. It's super entertaining. Um and TGH holds the record for that at one hour and 43 minutes. So it really just depends I think, on the category. Like, we'll probably will never see it 100% at GDQ mm-hmm. unless that time gets really brought down. But at any percent or a glitchless run, I can definitely probably see it at SGDQ 2020 for sure. Mm-hmm. Because it's not a quote unquote Game Boy game, it's on yeah. a Switch game. Yeah. So, well, we'll see. And and, and the last time we had Link's Awakening, I believe, uh, Zorlax ran it yeah at sgdq 2017 i believe it was so
2: it's been a while like that was even the that was a longer that was still like an hour and fifty minutes back then or something so yeah yeah There a lot has changed in that game would be nice to see it again um and i would also say people who actually like uh, like the original or the uh, uh the dx version um and if you, even if you don't want to speedrun it, try to learn some of the techniques from the speedrun because, they, one, they are really easy to learn. Like, they actually are. They're hard to perfect for an actual run, but those little tricks that you can learn in, like, five minutes, they just blow the game so wide open and you're going to have yeah. so much fun doing them, trying to, like, skip things. And that's why I originally learned it because I played it so many times I was like, I need a new way to play this and then just using those little tricks makes it so much fun. One
0: the the two things that I still use even in my casual playthroughs of Link's Awakening is bomb buffering for the pillars of of the tower. That one I don't know yet, sadly. <laughs> and and i use the lock skips a lot yeah because i don't ever collect keys so i was (laughs) like you know what just damage boost me through this lock and i don't have to do anything that one i also don't
2: use i think the 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 super jump is really fun to do and also um i don't know how to explain this one but there there are like certain blocks you have to push but if you like clip in between them you push them to the left instead of straightforward and then you can pass things those are fun things
0: yeah there's a lot of broken things yeah that and they are really are easy to learn and
2: except yeah. for a rooster skip maybe <laughs> that one is a little <laughs> rooster skip is not <laughs> yeah easy. that's one that's not i did
0: easy. it i did it first try and sicky about lost his mind <laughs> and then i couldn't do it again for like the next half hour because <laughs> it's frame perfect it's like seven frame perfect hook shots yeah. to get around that space and Siki was, thick, he was like are you serious like <laughs> literal god and I couldn't do it again for like yeah. the next 45 minutes yeah I couldn't
2: do it with, with like the pause buffering one I don't know in which version that one is but DS, yeah that I can do but without that no way <laughs> no way
0: i I did it without pause buffering. Wow, that's great because I, I've done so many. I was I was because I was back when I, like I speed ran just religiously mm-hmm. like nonstop. So like I had like the one frame window down, you know, because that's all I played was Game Boy games, and then uh, yeah, I just couldn't do it again. <laughs> it's called beginner's luck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um we're going to take another quick short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about community events coming up. We actually have a few marathons upcoming here for the winter time, at least in the Northern Hemisphere. And um, any questions? I think we had a few uh, yeah. rants going on in the Discord that will uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure confront. if there's anything
2: useful in those rants, but <laughs> I, we'll see.
0: I definitely well, started a rampage yeah. <laughs> in there uh, by singing Queen. So... Uh, and then, obviously, any new projects and where you can find us, stay tuned. back everybody so community events coming up we do have a a uh, speed running event here called midwinter midwinter speed sprinter 2020 uh, this is put on by the midwest speed fest folks and they are they're, they're super cool people I brand uh, Midfe- mid midwest speed fest Whew, that's a tongue twister <laughs> say it 25 uh, it's <laughs> fast. I did it last year um 2018, yeah. This is 2019. Yeah, 2018. And um, Count Gooby and them are, are amazing, amazing people. And uh, he reached out to me to let me know that um, Midwest BFS was put on a midwinter midwinter speed sprinter 2020. Jesus, <laughs> these names. Um, on March 6th through the 8th. And uh, submissions are open now. Uh, you can find those at speedrun.com. Uh, probably in the forum somewhere or uh, just reach out to me in discord. And I'll give you some links, but uh, submissions are open from now until February. So you have a long time to um, submit a game. They're actually looking for a game boy Shaq food runner. That's why I was reached out. To. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're looking for a game boy Shaq food runner for their, for their Shaq food relay. Um So if you are interested in running Fu Game Boy at a marathon, uh, reach out to to Gooby. Uh, Outside of that, obviously, we have HDQ 2020 coming up, which, are there any Game Boy games? I don't remember.
2: Uh, I looked it up before, but I don't
0: remember. I'm looking up now. Uh, Pac-Man Arrangement.
2: Yeah, that's... I did not understand what that was.
0: By Joester98. And... That's that. That's and super and battle Right, right. Which is exciting. With with Wario,
2: but no idea what that Pac-Man arrangement is.
0: Well, clearly it's all the Pac-Man games, <laughs> which sucks for them because Pac-Man for Game Boy is awful. Yeah, right, hero. Yeah, that game is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I and I need to
1: pack. play Miss Pac-Man as well. It's on my list. Oh so. yeah,
0: I played Pac-Man oh. right after Hero played it. I was like, this game's not that hard. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Three hours later. Okay. <laughs> 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 so uh, yeah, ate my words on that yeah. one. <laughs> um, I know we have other community events going on. It's, there's just so much going on right mm-hmm. now uh, in terms of this, like retro gaming events um, yeah honestly the best thing, the best advice i can give you if you're interested in learning about speed speedrunning events is uh, follow people on twitter <laughs> <laughs> like follow um follow uh, toko cat toko toko t o t o k k o follow toko um, follow manix like follow a lot of these like People that help build up these charity events, or uh, yeah, charity events basically, because a lot of the marathons are for charity. Mm -hmm. Uh, Power up with prize to go with handheld heroes. Like, we don't do a charity event, Mm. but um, our Discord does shout out events or marathons rather that are happening. Uh, There's just basically follow speedrunners, and you'll see every single event in the world basically. Um, That's where I get most of my news, and people will DM me directly if if they want a very particular shout-out on the podcast. Um, let me open up Discord, speaking of that. And questions? Yeah, I, so, I uh, skimmed
2: through this, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know if
0: there's anything s- useful here at all. So um, one listener here uh, named Belthick Gaming asked, Why is the Ballad of the Windfish the best <laughs> song? Why does the man in the last wood need shrooms to sober up? And is this the real life or just fantasy?
2: <laughs> yeah, so completely useless, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and that person
0: also asked, why is the dungeon creation such garbage? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Ariel asked, why does Link's Awakening technically have two remakes?
2: Because it's so well loved. that. yet like you did. Yeah.
0: Well, here's the thing about the Game Boy games, like especially the ones that kind of came out around like 93 and whatnot, like Link's Awakening has a black card. Metroid 2, I think initially was going to have a black card as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, Super Mario Land 2 was supposed to have a DX edition. Mm-hmm. Like there was a lot of games around that time period that was supposed to get basically a remake for the color. Uh just some of them didn't happen. You know, just life. Tetris somehow got one. <laughs> yeah. But uh Frogger somehow got one. An R-type. An R-type. And, uh, well, yeah, somehow somehow R-type got one. What a dumb game right is that right now? Best game, uh, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then uh, let's see here. Uh, that's an Evanescence question. Really don't care about that. Uh, yeah, that's really about yeah. it. That uh, really is. Yeah, yeah. that's probably. I Man, I really started something in that channel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of myself. Uh, <laughs> so let's see here. Thought. Oh yeah. So, I guess we'll just dive into the outro then. Um. If you, if any of you that listen to this podcast, uh, have thoughts, suggestions, uh, want to give us feedback, want to praise our amazing podcasting skills, uh, please like reach out to us. We love to hear anything positive or negative. Like we're, we're trying to make the podcast as best as we can. Uh, I feel like over the almost year and a half we've been doing this, our, uh, They've been getting better. Like, mm-hmm. we still talk a lot, but our chemistry is definitely better than what it was. <laughs> um, so, uh, definitely, it's a growing experience, uh, especially with, you know, two people from two very different uh, regions. It's uh, definitely a recipe of we need to grow and do this more often to be very good at yeah. this. So, um we're still growing. We're still learning. We're still trying out new things. Um, so definitely, please, please let us know for hitting the hitting the nail on the head, or if you would like to see other segments in the podcast and whatnot. Um, we obviously, obviously, I, I we have a Patreon. We've talked about it for the last four months. <laughs> uh, if you want to be a patron on our Patreon, uh, it'd be it'd be fantastic. You get a special color in our Discord. Uh, you get a special role in the Discord. You also are able to see the behind-the-scenes channel of the Discord. I believe you have access to the notes yeah, for each episode. And I'm actually also looking into how to allow you to go into the podcast recording channel, but not interrupt mode I talk in. So I'm still looking into that, but that might be an interesting... Uh, tier reward for for patreon just to let you all hear our our ramblings during breaks and whatnot so um and then once we hit 20 a month i believe it was we are going to live stream our episodes yeah which means i have to shower in the
2: morning
0: (laughs) and look pretty definitely and then we also, have, we, we, we also have a PayPal, so if you don't want to do the whole subscription per month thing and just want to throw money at us, uh, we do have a PayPal as well, too, that you can just you know donate to. Uh, we don't really have anything special for that, I don't believe, but uh, no. if you are a PayPal donor, uh, please let one of us know, and I will make you a special role, so at least you will have something in the Discord mm-hmm. at, at minimum. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of that, um, Granon Hero, what big projects and where can they find you uh, moving forward?
1: Yeah, I'm always streaming Game Boy, of course, at my Twitch, grannon underscore Hero. Been going on uh, almost three years now, with the uh, with the 229 beaten games so far. Uh, I get true lies. I know in queue playing after boxel uh, and i got
0: amazing that's a good podcast episode
1: <laughs> yeah i haven't listened to that episode yet i i want to listen to that one after but uh, <laughs> i don't think that episode is very good how when you no it is, when you say it it is. Like it's that. just very <laughs>
2: underappreciated that's what it is okay yeah, it's yeah. Very i
1: i listen, i will listen to it when i play the game cuz i want to go in totally blind into that game cuz i've heard it's pretty good Yes, it's not bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. It's pretty good. So, <laughs> uh, and I also got uh, I, I play some NES games as well uh, to to don't bore my viewers. I, I I love the Game Boy, but I know my viewers want to see some color from now and then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm doing like a 100 top uh, chat uh, voted list thingy uh so upcoming NES games is uh, Mitsurigatoru. that's oh, I a i that game. Uh, game yeah i haven't played it i've seen andy play it, it so uh, <laughs> yeah i've heard it. i've heard it as well and i i've only booted it up to see that it works yeah and the title screen says normal and easy but i guess i'm supposed to play normal I I don't see why I should pick easy at the
2: uh, first time should I it. It should only be like an hour long. Like, I actually blind raced that game and it only took us like 15 minutes, so... Uh. Oh, oh shit. Oh, yeah. I'm mm,
1: sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, sorry, I also got... Sorry, it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I also got Mega Man 3 for the NES queued up. And that's, that's a pretty fun thing about this list. Because Mega Man 1, 2, 3, 4, 6 got into my chat's top 100... NES games, but Mega Man 5 didn't no, get into it. That's weird. The NES game. Yeah, that's actually that is kinda weird. weird. Uh so that's what I'm be- been doing and what I'm gonna do. Um yeah, I'm on Instagram and on Twitter, granon underscore hyro but uh you'll you'll see most activity from me on Twitch every week. Yeah.
0: And where can I find you, Mo?
2: No, like always, you can find me on Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, just always Mule, which is M O E L L E U H. But um, yeah, that's that's pretty much everything I have. I don't have anything else. Uh, I do try to stream more, uh, more at an actual schedule, but it just never works out. Like. If I'm around, I'm around, and otherwise I'm not. Like That's all I can say. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, you
0: can find me at Belthick Gaming on Twitch and Twitter. YouTube is slowly building. to have a custom URL, so I don't even care about that. And you can find me on Instagram, uh, Belthick Ga- Belthic Gaming, I believe, on Instagram, too. I don't post much to it, but I am there. Um... My pro, I actually am going to, back into speedrunning next month. I'm going to do. I'm going to learn five NES games. Yeah, NES, not Game Boy, NES. Because I already have a hundred, hundred Game Boy games speedruns under my belt. Such betrayal. So I, hey okay, man, <laughs> top top ten anime betrayals 2019. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm going to learn. Uh, I I've heard them all out. But like Nightmare on Elm Street was one of them. Um. I don't know. There are a few. I can't remember them off the top of my head anymore. But uh, yeah, that'll be coming up in December. And then um, shout out to Legs here, uh, our wonderful producer, Legs, who gets to listen to a three and a half hour Raw <laughs> uh, podcast. With three uh, tracks this time? And <laughs> <laughs> three tracks instead of two. Yeah. At least Hero is the same one out of the three of us. So, mm. um, <laughs> But you can find her at Sprinty Legs on twitch uh you can find her in, in a discord and legs and just legs on youtube she somehow just got legs on youtube what a what a god
2: yeah and, and a goddess i guess yeah, she also um, asked me to well or us maybe me i don't know uh but she she asked to uh, say something about our website her website not our website um but she actually has sprintinglegs.com where you can find all of her projects that she's been doing um, besides just producing this uh this podcast. Um so yeah. SprintingLegs dot com. Oh, there you go.
0: Yeah, she actually, she actually does a lot more than just produce the podcast. Yeah. Um she does a lot of like technical timings and whatnot for the Game Boy speedruns and just for the Game Boy in general. Um yeah she she just honestly just does a lot <laughs> yeah. like I can't even list how much stuff she's done. So just go to just just go to her website and just check it out. Um, and then obviously you can find all of this information as well too that we just spat out at you on uh, gbrunners.com/tigb. Uh, there you get a little short little biography, paragraph long biography of each one of us, and links to uh, our Patreon, our PayPal, uh, the monochrome—is C- it the monochrome city Twitch still, or is it that this is Game Boy Twitch or Twitch still? I should actually look into
2: that because I have no idea. No, it's the uh, we'll it's the uh, podcast now. one. Yep. Okay,
0: and then uh, there's some some links to go check out the podcast on SoundCloud, Apple. I forgot the and some RSS feed one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then links to our Twitch, Twitter, YouTube websites, etc. Yeah. So,
2: yeah, and if you're listening,
0: one-stop one shop.
2: Yeah, <laughs> if you're listening to us on on iTunes or any other. Uh, like podcast app that you are using or something and, and you have the ability to actually rate us um please do so like um it really helps spreading the word actually um that we exist because we're still small time for sure um but just like you don't even have to write a review just rate us with a starting that's more than enough um and it would help to um, get us higher in in like podcast listings so. and things like that so that's always good
0: a fun fact that on Apple Apple Podcast we have one five star review and it's on my life. So just <laughs> just saying. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but yeah, yeah, it's just the rating uh, really yeah. helps. And it, it yeah. takes you like no effort, so
0: yeah, you just you just click on the yeah. five stars and just click save and you're yep. done. So <laughs> Um <laughs> actually we do have a comment as well on Apple Podcast. Oh, I did not. It, it's actually it's a nice comment too. Oh. It, it's not a negative one.
2: That's something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I so can't pull it up. People right people are enjoying it at yeah. least. At least one person. <laughs> one person so, is thank uh, <laughs> you, one person, whoever you are.
2: <laughs>
0: um so yeah, the next time that Mo and I get back together. Oh, I don't even know how to outro this, but we're going to talk about Maru's mission. Yeah.
2: Uh yeah, that that uh, will
0: be a thing. Um we're going to save Tara Reed from the shark from the Sharknados. Yes. And depending on what region we play, we are uh, either going to have a frog or a uh crap, what's the other animal that's in
2: the game? I have no idea.
0: Oh, a turtle. Oh. It's a turtle. Depending on the region, it will be a frog or a turtle. So, uh <laughs> yeah. You, you'll, yeah you'll have that tuned for that yeah.
2: um and like uh the holiday season is coming up for all of us so like this this is like a really long episode so <laughs> the the next ones are going to be a little bit shorter for sure because we won't have that much time to record um so yeah we'll we'll, yeah, we'll try to get the episodes out on time at least so but but if one is late Yeah, do remember that the holiday season is coming up, and then you have to go do stuff with family and friends, and that that makes it a little bit harder. Um, But yeah, before we sign off, um, Hero, thank you very much, uh, not only for coming uh, on the show again. Um, It's always nice to have a third person with us. We should actually do this more often. but not for three hours and a half <laughs> uh, uh, but also thank you very much for um, supporting the show with with your well-earned money actually um, because people have probably seen it by now but we do have like a complete new logo and banner made by the amazing man over Mars um, he's our like go-to guy when it comes to graphics I guess. Uh but yeah, thank you very much for uh, for yeah. also supporting us that way for sure. Super super thank you.
1: Yeah, no problem. And it was it was great to be here on the podcast again. I don't remember. It was last year it was Froggy Game or was it earlier this year?
0: It, February, can, I think. It was last year All for right,
2: sure. Right. Like it was episode 6, so yeah, before yeah, 2018. I believe, yeah. although. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I don't remember. <laughs> they all play yeah. together. Yeah, but it's
1: a blast always talking to you. Yes, of course. I'm. I'm. Uh, I want to be in a podcast
2: episode again. Yeah, we'll see if we can find Whoa. one for where you could fit in perfectly again. Like, like. Do we have any more Arnold Schwarzenegger games? <laughs> no. Like... <laughs> what? Oh, they're all gone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, So, yeah, until next time, again, thank you, Hero, for joining us and for all the support you've given us. And uh, the next time you hear from us will be Maru's mission. Yeah. Either we'll be sailing in on a turtle or a frog, depending on where we're coming from.
3: Call me up. I got you.